Everybody. Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and I got a full panel tonight. We got T-Bird. Hello. Two weeks in a row, brother. Very nice. We got Johnson, Jim, and Joe. Yo, yo, yo. What up, Joe? I got PS5. That's what's up. Yes, yes. That is that's very nice. I'm glad. Welcome to the family. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> we got CJ. Hey guys, coming to you from one of the only first world countries now in lockdown, the unvaccinated Australia. We are killing it here, literally. How is everyone today? Dude, what's crazy is you guys can't get the vaccine and now we got freaking, you know, Joe Biden over here saying we're going to come door to door. (laughs) Well, if I'm not here next week, you know what happened. There you go. (laughs) You got him. All right. And we have a very special guest uh, as a longtime fan of push to plat this is one of the uh co-founders of the show or co-host from the very beginning of the show uh from my understanding he was the world's number one completionist at one point in time and number three on the trophy leaderboard it is mr unknown how are you doing hello everybody um i'm all right did i get that right did i get your stats right yeah um it fluctuated between three and and I mean, you know, some of the leaderboards are a little different, but close enough. I mean, well, you know, you're not ranked 5,000 like me. So, I mean, you know, what's, what's three? You know, three, 5,000, it's all the same. He has more platinums than any of us will ever <laughs> see combined. So, you know, we have well, to. Well, I don't know. Nowadays, I hear you can get uh, <laughs> plats in minutes. Oh, minutes in seconds, sir. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yes. That, that is true. Catch, Look, the ball, ball. Catch the bowling ball is my latest platinum. They say that. They say that. But for whatever reason, these guys can go, oh, three-minute platinum, and then here's me 20 minutes later going, where's the freaking guy at? I can't figure this thing out. You always find a way to make things take longer. Yeah, longer and harder for whatever reason. All right. This is the Loot Bros Podcast. We are a conversational gaming podcast. Talk a little trash here and there. Um, and we are a, uh, constant have guests on the show podcast. That's right. We, uh, we had JT last week. I'm glad that Mr. JT could come on here and, uh, run shot all over the place this week. Uh, we're missing Kali. It is her and her husband's uh, anniversary. So congratulations, Kali. We're going to toast a little bit to you. Uh, big Zach, he is moving. He's got him a little place. He's, uh, he, uh, messaged me a little while ago. Said, sorry, man, between honey pop. And anime figures <laughs> <laughs> between Honey Pop and anime figures. I can't make it tonight, but I hope I'll be back soon. What, Wait, hold on. No strip, no, no strip club tonight? <laughs> what's the bet he's downloaded that Klondike Solitaire from the other week? What's the bet he's now seen there? <laughs> That's why he's missing. Well, uh, whoever's in Discord, look and see what he's playing on his PC right now. It's probably- <laughs> Censored. All right, guys, Loot Bros Podcast, you know the drill. We always start the show off with a toast. This week, we are toasting to Joe's brand new PS5. Thank you very much. We are toasting to Kalai's anniversary. I believe she said uh, like 50 years married, something like that. 18. 18 or 50. I think it's 18. 
Uh, it all blends together that, after five. That's right? right. That's right. That's right. And to our guest, Mr. Unknown, thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah. Work, work, work. So this week I uh, cracked open a nice ice cold limoncello LaCroix. Mm, it is delicious. <laughs> all right, Tim Gettys. Ah, I'm, actually drinking, I'm drinking seltzer myself, although I went with the polar variety. Way better. Polar's way better. Come on. Yeah, it, it is. It's so much better. It actually tastes like soda. So have you guys tried the uh, sparkling ice with caffeine? I've heard no. of it, but okay. I don't know if they sell it up here. It's really freaking good. Like I've been buying it by the case and just pounding it down because it's like sparkling ice is just you know like a sugar-free water, uh, carbonated water. But they have their caffeine version now, and it is dude, it's freaking awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> well, it's water. either you're either uh, have very high tolerance to caffeine, or they put very little in there if you've been pounding them down. I mean, what's the difference? You know what I'm saying? Like it's all the same these days. Fifteen fifty. I mean, come on. Um, yes, uh, caffeine is uh, it's it's my friend. I have lots of it. Uh, yeah. Next step is cocaine. So that, there you go. That's where I'm at. I love that we live in a world where a where a confident straight white man can drink a, a drink called a Lacroix. I mean, you know, that, I don't know what that is, but I mean, if he it's, wants it's to, a wonderful thing. I mean, if he wants to drink his garbage juice, let him drink it. Uh, hey, look, man, look, it could be worse, right? I could be drinking straight up butt water, but I'm not. So, might as well be. I thought that was one of the flavors. Uh, like I said, I got there. Uh, I had the, to choose between tangy tangerine. Uh, limoncello and then a straight up butt water, and I, I chose the limoncello. I feel like you should have chose the butt water for this show. So, <laughs> well, this show is the butt water, so there's that. It's on brand. So, all right, so a little bit of housekeeping before we get too crazy. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on, Loot Bros podcast. We got some expanding, some stretching out, we're doing some cool things coming down the pipe. Uh, but for now, check out the YouTubes, check out the uh, socials. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're just for whatever reason discovering it and you haven't hit that subscribe button, do it. Uh, check out my band Ninja Loot, our uh, latest tracks. We've got some stuff on our YouTube. We got the Sounds Heavy podcast. Uh, CJ, you have a brand new Xbox uh, monthly show coming up. Do you have a name yet? No, with the unnamed podcast. We're actually going to meet tonight for the first time. So, look, I don't know, Daryl, it's going to be four Australians talking. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. We're all. We're so mature, well, mature in age, not in, in mindset or whatever else. But it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting because one of the things on the old push the pat show was was and someone made a joke about this every week you turn on it was the world number one at something, you know, like opening the door, you know, I don't know, turning off the Vita. There was always someone top rank. So this time I, I had to I had to continue that trend and we've actually got the the number one, the number two, and the number three Australians for gamer score. But what I really like is unlike on the PlayStation side where everyone's you know smashing the short games most of those games don't exist on the on the xbox so they these guys actually play proper well proper legitimate games <laughs> the, the number one is also the number two simulation gamer you know in the world so he plays these crazy long train sims all this stuff the number two guy recent number two guy he hates Rattalika and he with a passion uh so he avoids that wherever possible plays everything else so that's going to be interesting and then the number three guy is an is a uh, a uk-based guy who's now of australia he's got a foul tongue and an 
evil, even more foul temper. I think he's he's way over the line. So I think between the four of us, it's going to be a laugh if, if nothing else. There so you go. hopefully we'll have an episode up next week. It's only going to be like once a month though, or so, and it will be it will be fun. But it will be quite interesting to see you know their take on on gamer score on what they're playing because they do play a huge amount of games as well, and and you know and what what you should be looking at, I suppose. Awesome, awesome. Well, I am looking forward to that. I think that uh, it's going to be a good time. So then we've also got a couple, not so much defunct shows, but shows on the shelf, 2236 and the Comic Cast. I will be dropping some episodes in those feeds coming up here soon. Uh, and then myself and Josh Adams, we've got some stuff planned. Uh, so there'll be, there'll be some more stuff coming to it. It's not going to be you know consistent. It's not going to be monthly. It'll be very sparse based on uh, Josh is working. I don't know that I'm supposed to say this, uh, but Josh is actually working on a comic book right now, which is one of the reasons why we uh, haven't been able to do any comic cast episodes uh, or two, two, three, six episodes. Uh, so as soon as he's done, um, he's, I, th- I believe, I know he's illustrating the comic book, but I think he's also doing some of the writing. Um, so as soon as that's done, we'll pump out some more, some more episodes on some dope issues. Now, all that being said, this is where we get into what we've been playing. And since we have a guest, Mr. Unknown, why don't you share a couple games that you've been uh, playing recently? I've actually just been playing some demos of some stuff. Uh, games that I've, I found the demos to be amazing. Um, Monster Hunter Stories 2. Okay. Uh, Neo, um, the new one. What's it called? Neo 2? No. The world ends with me. The, is that the one? Neo something? What's the uh, what's the subtitle? Is it? A, oh, it is world. It is world ends with you. Okay, mm. never mind. Okay. Um, is that world uh, ends with you. Neo is that what it's called? Neo, the world ends with you. It's a sequel to. Um, yeah, it's the sequel to the first game. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I played that. I also played Monster Hunter uh, Two. Uh, stories Two. What'd yeah. What did you think of it? I loved it, except for the fact... I don't know what system you played it on. I played it on Switch, and it was... Yeah, I played it on Switch as well, yeah. The visuals were kind of making me a little nauseous. Yeah, doc- they're a little wonky. I mean, I think that OLED will kind of fix some of that. <clears throat> well, I didn't play it in handheld. It was, it was purely docked, so... <laughs> I put most of my stuff in handheld, so like I, I like to be like the true barometer of like the Switch and see what it like really can do. I feel like playing stuff docked like takes away from... Like some of what I'm gonna experience because I'm mostly a handheld player. So like, briefly, like quickly discussing the OLED that got announced this week. I'll probably be buying one for three hundred fifty dollars just because I play mine mostly handheld. So it, it makes it makes the most sense for me. But yeah, I'm saying I I say I'm like eh, at this point maybe sixty percent handheld, forty percent docked. I was total dock virgin until like the second year I had my Switch. I played it exclusively in held held handheld. Because the reason I got a Switch is because my wife hated the fact that I played video games on the TV all the time. So I got a Switch so I could just play games. Incog- they should uh, kind of force- incog- incognito. But then when I bought a house, I got a game room. So that, that all changed. <laughs> so. um, and then I've been playing Breath of the Wild, too. Um, oh. not, not Breath of the Wild, too. I, didn't, I don't have early <laughs> access. I meant well also. As well? Yes, as well. <laughs> Now is this your that, first that's time? the that's the go between Breath of the Wild as well. So now it's like one point five. Most of us on this show are Breath of the Wild haters. Yes, um, yes. Um, and that's because we all had 
separate experiences with it. I just found the game a little bit boring. What's your what's your kind of take on it, Unknown? I don't like it as much as other Zeldas. I there's there's moments where um I don't know. I like I'm a I kind of like the 2D top-down Zeldas more. Um more so than the 3D ones. This one I do kind of feel like it's my least favorite. It's not really like the other 3D ones cuz you don't like get these abilities finishing temples and stuff and um it's a lot of walking around opening up shrines. <laughs> but I and I also don't really like that a lot of the puzzles are physics based. Yeah, um, it's annoying and you re- it's like it really takes advantage of handheld mode those physics puzzles. So if you play them on console you kind of lose like the real feel of what they kind of feel like playing them, honestly. Yeah, the, I feel like the, the pro controller. Yeah, the pro controller doesn't do the tilt controls as well, and it doesn't really, it doesn't really give you that kind of feel as if you're playing those tilt puzzles in handheld mode. So I'll I'll, I'll give you that like kind of tip there. Um, so, yeah, I I realize that some of them I was switching to hand. If I was on the TV and I got to one of those, I was switching to handheld mode. I got sick um, doing those, like, like literally sick to my stomach trying to. Try, oh god. Um. Yeah. So I got sick doing those, and I was like, "All right, I got to put this game down for a while." And then that turned into not picking it up for like another three and a half months. So. Yeah, I actually put it down twice, um, and then I played it a third time. It did get better, and then it got a little worse. I also don't like the fact that um, how the attacking and the combat works and your weapons break all the time yeah. man i'm dissing this game yeah. a lot aren't i no, it's okay because that's the consensus on this show for this game yeah like nobody on the show way. defends this game nobody like even uh, if you talk to like someone outside the show like like tricky mick shout out to tricky like he literally disowns this game as a zelda game like he he will he doesn't even call it a zelda game he just calls it Breath of the Wild. He won't put Zelda in the front of it. Yeah, but he also, like he also says that Capcom doesn't develop games. <laughs> so. <laughs> They're not a developer. <laughs> and he also nobody, said that nobody, nobody knew who Naughty Dog was before. Oh, but. man. The Capcom not being a developer thing. Will, oh. so. I wish we had. Do we have footage of that somewhere? Ah, who knows? <laughs> nobody wants I, I want to ask Unknown a question, particularly about Breath of the Wild, but it carries through for a lot of my problems with a lot of the bigger Switch games or Nintendo games. Coming from, you know, PlayStation and, and trophies and, and having a meta game within the game and having very clear goals about what you're trying to do, how do you adjust to a game like Breath of the Wild that's so open, it gives you no direction that it was to me a bit like Animal Crossing. Like you just play the game for the game's sake, I suppose, but it it's really that you just do anything, you know, there's no, and I know you've got the vaults and all this sort of stuff, but how did you, how did you make that mental switch? Uh, it was hard, even like just quitting trophies in general. Um, like playing, well, playing certain games, like I played Hades right after, and that was super easy to just get really addicted to. Um, but then if I played, um, well, I don't know. Where are you? Where are you playing Hades? I was playing that on Switch. Yeah, I love it on Switch. Yeah, a lot of people waited for PC and waited for you know, or waiting for like next gen. But I, I really think it shines on the Switch. I, I played it a lot in handheld mode too. Um, that's right. Yeah, it was better in dock though. I, I, I do think. I agree. It, it runs smoother. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, it was kind of hard. It was like you feel this kind of somewhat void feeling, yet at the same time, um, you're kind of just happy. You don't have to deal with a lot of the crap that the trophies make you do. Um, and then also, it's like you got to make your own goals, basically, and focus more on certain things. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, so, story, when I was doing trophies and stuff, I was just spamming any dialogue as fast as possible. Um, I have been, um, the story is more of a draw to continue games, at the, um, I will say, at this point. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess just goals. I mean, I'm a completionist, so I like... Uh, oh, Nintendo finishing. games are the worst for that, though. Like... You're talking to someone who's been playing Hyrule Warriors for like 300 hours. I'm I'm, ne- I'm never going to complete it. There's just so much stuff to do. Yeah, but you also don't have uh, this time crunch of I have to finish this to get down to the next game or anything. Yeah. No, and I feel like I feel like I've I've tried to relieve myself of that burden over the years and tried to concentrate less on like like I don't know if you're familiar with the way I used to play games. I used to even try like I'm never going to 100 percent games because i just i just think it's like it's an arduous task so i gave myself the goal of just getting like 50 percent of the trophies and then moving on but i found even that was becoming too arduous of a task and it was taking up too much of my time and i was like i gotta move on from this i gotta just play games to play games again and that's what i feel like nintendo lets you do it lets you just play games to play games i'm glad they don't have a trophy system and i don't know a yeah lot of people i am not, too that's so. that's actually why i've been playing it um <laughs> so much but but then something like Breath of the Wild and like I'm not interested in the trophies or whatever and you know in game like achievements whatever that that's to one side or whatever but like you know that game my problem with that game was I just didn't know what to do because there's no like and I know like a lot of these AAA games we're used to the 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 icon flashing go here go here do this do that but to play a game like that and you know then I, I followed it up with Animal Crossing which was the worst two combinations for someone <laughs> like me is that like it just doesn't tell you what to do. No. And uh, do you do you like that sort of thing? Because I mean, that's so different from the stuff you were playing before. We were both playing. Do you do you like that? And I know you said you make your own goals, but do you like that? Just having no direction almost in a game, or do you find that overwhelming, especially being a, a completionist? Well, it's like a different experience. Like for Breath of the Wild, I don't plan on hundred percenting it. Um, you don't want to get nine hundred pieces of shit. No, I don't. Dang. I was I was gonna max out all the uh, health containers and and stuff like that, but oh, you have to beat all the shrines. To, you can well, you know, you can only do one or the other, right? You can only max it. You can either only max out well, all your cards. You, you can get most of the way. I I heard. Yes, you can get all your heart containers, and that, but you can't fill up all the wheels. So you can fill up all the wheels of your stamina, and then you can get twenty seven hearts out of the thirty. So that's your best bet. Is always max out the stamina. Stamina is more important in that game. Yes, that's what I've been doing. I think I bought like one heart. But when do you get um, the motorcycle in this game? Because didn't they add DLC. a motorcycle? DLC, uh, yeah. You have to pay for it. That twenty dollar wall. I'm sorry, twenty four dollar wall. That sounds like some Sony gel, right? No, it it was actually only twenty, and I got it for ten. Was there was 20? actually a sale. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. There yeah. was actually a sale on DLC for Nintendo games. That See, never happens. I bought the Fire Emblem DLC during that sale. 
Because like, that's exactly what that game needs, more content. <laughs> Listen, I want to play another 80-hour campaign. You leave me alone. Isn't there already four in that game? What are There's you going to do with three. the three. That's one? the fourth one. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's, the hidden, that's the hidden house that lives underneath the, the freaking church. It's like, are you kidding me? There's more people? Oof. No, I, I, I get you, Unknown. Like, I understand. Like, and that's like, like CJ was saying, like, not knowing where to go and what to do. Really, really, like kind of turned me off to breath of the wild too it's because we kind of live in an age in gaming where it's like handholdy and like oh yeah the Very red flashing so. dot tells you where to go we're and- also not 12 you know like when we- well the other thing too is um i mean i know playing games for trophies and stuff there i mean some of the indies were pretty obtuse but we were all just looking at guides as well anyway right oh yeah right. Playing so novels with your with your guides oh plus x x x oh stop for a second and press y all right proceed yeah but the well, big I, thing I was is talking there's... more like uh like walking sims and stuff like that too oh yeah i mean i remember playing uh, uh what was it um enter the rapture everybody's gone yeah. to the rapture everybody's gone to the rapture and you had to like actually use a guide to get all the trophies or else you would miss like 90 percent of them i used a guide on my second playthrough still missed something so screw it i'm not playing in this game i said the same thing i missed one of the collectibles daryl you're an anti-completionist I mean, <laughs> same you go out of your way not to finish things Dude, <laughs> I can't. I figure out how to screw up everything. I can't it's follow okay. a guy like a normal person. At least you don't auto pop your trophies like it's tricky, and not. then say that it's, say that it's game design. Yeah, you actually have to press buttons to do it. <laughs> it's like no, uh, no, no. I know. Not. I'm interested. Sorry, just before you do, Daryl, are you only playing on Nintendo now, or are you playing on anything else as well? I've only been playing on Nintendo. Oh man, that's crazy. I mean, I guess that's like your your break, though, right? Like you're breaking away from, you know, trophies. Well, it's actually kind of um, hard to describe, I guess. Um, but I don't like I even tried making a second account and I just didn't want to earn the trophies in the game. Like I, I was like trying to avoid it. I didn't want it to pop. It was it was Turn weird. The off, can't you? Can't you make it so they don't pop on screen? Doesn't matter. I still know they're there. It's like after <laughs> you spent. Jeez. I mean, because I spent jealous. so much time, like, oh. ridic- like no one would understand how much how much time and effort I put into that. And then you get to you get really high up there, and then maintain it, and then kind of I, I don't know about throw it all away. Maybe that's not the term i should be using but then you're just kind of like well maybe i shouldn't have done that and i mean i think i think your story is amazing it's I just a bunch of mixed mixed thoughts um, it's a very interesting story though and it's it's interesting that you feel kind of like this like trophy ptsd for lack of a better word and you're kind of like, basically what it is yeah like i can't do this anymore and i need to go to a different platform to kind of get like my gaming fix in because of all these feelings i feel towards this you know this ecosystem it's Essentially, not, yes. It's not all bad though, because by moving to the Switch, you know, for the last year or so, you you managed to avoid the hype and then the subsequent disappointment of the PS5. But now you, you're potentially coming into a market where wow. Xbox will be the yes, dominant force. Wow. And I mean, it's just it's you know, it, there has never been a better time to step away from a Sony console, Daryl. Wow. Yeah, you know that's that's 
It's easy well, to say. I mean, Xbox, Xbox, and Switch are pretty good partners. I, I feel they are indeed. Um, Octopath Traveler. sending over things like Ori and Puppet, mm-hmm. and all that yeah. stuff. Yep. You can have Octo No Story Traveler. <laughs> easy, sir. Or you can buy hey, thirty studios and still not put out a game. But hey, you know. I love that game, CJ, but the story is so ridiculous because they had a chance to like remake a really deep RPG story, and then they did this thing where they made eight separate stories and never combined in any of them until like the uh, end. And at that point, you were like, I don't care. You know, I'd take this opinion more seriously if you hadn't dumped 500 hours into Hyrule Warriors, <laughs> but uh, because you have. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Unknown, you got anything else you want to shout out that you've been playing? No, that's we we've already spent uh, twenty minutes in discussing my games. Oh, that's that's what we're oh, here for. I mean, it, tangent tangents included, but but nonetheless, <laughs> this is every week. All right, T Bird, you've been awful quiet. What have you been playing? Um, I, I played started Scarlet Nexus. Okay, about good saw three hours in. So, so you're done with it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Which phase are you up to? Uh, I think I'm still in the first. No, yeah. Is it like every? It's like each chapter is a phase. Yes, yeah. I don't remember. Okay, yeah. I think I'm like three or four. Then. Oh, cool. Yeah, making good progress. How you like it? It's fun. I so you, as the start of the game, you get to pick between two different characters. One's a melee base. One's a range base. So I was like, hey, let me try the range one, and I regret it immediately. Nice. It's not as fun. That's not the reason you chose. Really, that. I, I always choose range. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> he chose for the physics. Let's be honest. Basically, it's not the kind of range I was thinking it was going to be. You still got to kind of be close to the action for it to actually hit anything. So it's more like a left and right, not so much an up and down. Basically, I mean it's ATM. That's what. That's what he. That's why he. That's why his character setup was that like. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm shocked, Tanner. That boy, he's got the he's got the typical Japanese hair, but with that red streak through. I'm shocked that you went past that. It looks stunning, stunning. I mean, I saw anime boots. So I was like, all right, that's yeah. the one I go to. Yeah, your control <laughs> adds a bit of drift to the right. I've heard that. He's like, also oh, plop, <laughs> little Clementine. Okay, I want to I want to hear your opinion, Tanner, because you play Souls games or whatever else. I've heard a few people compare this to a Souls game. It is uh, not. It's yes. nowhere near close to that. I heard it I just agree. plays like an RPG, though. Like a hack and slash RPG. Basically. That's all but it is. Then the other thing I've heard is, is an anime is all get out. And that's what I've heard, too. What, it, do, you, what it, do you think to that? Yeah, it, it definitely is an anime all like to the max. Especially after you get done with the tutorial and they actually play its own little theme song. That it was has a, an intro expect- song? Yeah. It's uh, got an intro be- song and uh, like movie to go with it and everything. I feel like I'm on board now. You sold me. It's a, actually you really... sold me with boobies and intro song. Oh my gosh! It's actually a really cool intro. It just kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that to pop up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> what do you think? When I didn't realize what was going on for a while, but I'm. It sounds like we're in similar places. I'm sort of phase four or whatever. And one of the things that I really like is that they've animated the cutscenes in in the engine so that it can actually traverse between the cutscene to the actual boss fight. Like it's in the same um, animation sequence. It's not like a you know a lot of Japanese games or whatever. It's they're distinct. It's a it's a you know it's pre rendered cutscene and then you come back to the action. Do you, do you like that sort of a feel, like you're almost always immersed in the game? That, that seems how it strikes me. Yeah, you know, I never really feel like 
I never, I didn't really feel that. Mm-hmm. I, what's kind of bothering me is like they didn't take the time to like animate any of the conversations besides the mouths moving. <laughs> yes. But then again, that was, that could have been just their way to kind of save a little bit of money or something. Yeah. Yeah, overall, overall, so far, I'm enjoying it. I'm probably when we get done with the podcast, I'll hop back on and try to finish it this weekend. Do we know how long it is? No yeah. clue. Yeah, it's about um, each side is about twenty five to thirty hours. Oh, so each side. Does. There's two sides. There's two yeah, sides of this coin. You you pick two characters. You got two characters to pick from, and they're both different stories. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what you think because there's a uh, perhaps you haven't reached it yet. There's a a, a boss fight. That, some of the boss fights are really like they have a real spike to the difficulty. Um, uh, perhaps a little cheapness as well. So that, that like oh, I no. can see some can, sort can, of Dark Souls element there, but not I proper Dark Souls. I can kind of feel the cheapness in some of these enemies so far. Yeah, there's yeah. some like BS mechanics in there. I'm like, ah, you're making that just you're making it harder just to make it harder. Not yeah. like enjoyable. Yeah. And then what about the red tinge? I really love like the whole game is bathed in red. I don't know. It looks a beautiful game. Yeah, the world the world and everything I've seen so far is looks fantastic. And considering that most games nowadays don't run worth a crap, this one actually runs pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you get you've played have you played Nia at all or Neo Automata? Yeah, I've played Nier Automata. Yeah, automata. Sorry, uh, oh, automata. Uh, so the Australians <laughs> is coming through there uh, uh, with the near automata. Uh, I feel like the world it's so similar. Like you know, all those little pickups and things. Like in the back of my mind, I think I'm playing near for a little bit, and then the anime kicks in. And it's a little flat-chested anime, Daryl, so don't get too excited. But, um, (laughs) you know, then I'm drawn back. But it does have those vibes too, doesn't it? That world Mm -hmm. in particular. That's like, as soon as I started playing, like, I was actually getting into the combat and everything, I'm like, this kind of feels like near. Yeah. I haven't really put time into the new one yet to see if it kind of compares to that or not. But, yeah, Yeah. it's definitely giving me, like, near vibes. Hmm. I was so excited when I saw you playing this game because I thought no one else is going to play this game, you know, that I know because no one's Japanese crazy enough at this point to jump in. But when I saw you playing it, I was like, oh, awesome, good. <laughs> now, if I don't finish it, you can tell me what happens. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, is there a demo out for it? I'm not anyway, sure. I, I know it's on PS5, too. It's, it's actually a PS5 game. Like, you can buy it on PS5. Yeah. All the best games are on PS5. All right, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> it doesn't have Forza, so I mean. Oh gosh! All right, anything else, T Bird? That's it. That's the one. I mean, play Call of Duty. That's okay. It. Okay. How you? So, have you played? Um, have you played the uh, Call of Duty World at War or Cold War? Yeah, I beat it last year. Right, but did you play the zombies on it at all? Nah, I'm not a zombie guy, dude. It's it's like. It's it's really cool. Okay, no, I take that back. I did because you can level your guns up that way. Yeah, but it's extremely slow. Yeah, but the cool thing is, it's it's um, it's like battle royale. It's like open world zombies. Oh, you're talking about that new mode they added? Yeah, I guess I, I just fired it up the first time. Yeah, that's the new that's the newer mode they put in. I haven't touched that at all. It's dope. It's really dope. Like. Way cooler than it has any right to be. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I just don't have people to play zombies with. Yep. 
Me either. All right, CJ, what you been playing? <laughs> That's a very depressing note to finish on. Uh, <laughs> I have no friends to play video games. But... <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I was thinking I'd join you, Tanner, but I'd be dead before the game loaded in. Though. That's go. my skill set for those games. But, um, but well, look, it turns out, probably to nobody's surprise because considering you're all Americans, but it turns out when you can't leave the house for two weeks, you actually get a lot of gaming time in. I didn't, I didn't know that. So, Well, we all experienced this. Mm, uh, mm. Not not too long ago. That's right. That's right. The entire time I worked the entire time. Yeah, we are working. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. We haven't. Like they shut stuff down, but like we I work in manufacturing, and so freaking we just kept going. Hmm. Well, you know, I haven't. Uh, it's it's so funny because this lines up with the three week sort of uh, mid semester break in teaching or whatever. So you know, I was like, oh, this will be awesome. We might actually get to go away, but bang on the first day no you're not going away uh whatever else so there's been been a ton of time for gaming so i played uh just in the last day or two i played the bloodlines uh, expansion for watchdogs legion uh, and finished it it's not super long now, if that's a con- how, how is that game cj like how is that game in general because like i keep seeing trash. it on sale a lot over here and ah. it's only like 20 bucks <laughs> it's trash it's not trash. oh bullshit get, get <laughs> By the way, guys, I just got the trophy. (laughs) It's Ubisoft Gold. No, it's funny actually because I played the this. Now, this is something that I really like. I don't know your opinions would be interested here for me. Uh, I played the the Watchdogs Legion on PS4. Obviously, don't have a, a PS5, and then um, as Joe said, it has become very cheap. So I picked it up on the Xbox, but I didn't really want to play the whole campaign again. So when they said there was DLC, I'm like, well, I'm not playing the whole campaign to play the DLC. I'll just have to miss it. But the DLC is actually freestanding, so you can play that. Uh, it's worth a point, Levi. It's freestanding. You can play that in the uh, the menu without playing the main game. It's on the same map uh, or whatever else. And it was really interesting playing that because it looked really good, again, on the Series X, 120 frames per second, as you'd expect. Thanks, Phil. But uh, it looks really good. And then I went back and played, when I finished it last night, the base game just a little bit, and the base game doesn't look quite as good. So they've done... They've obviously done even more up-resing in the DLC, uh, which is, is good. Dope. Yeah, and it's really good. Like, Ubi DLCs, like, I know I'm boring all of you because not too many of you like Ubi games, but the, your Assassin's Creed games are just more of the same, like, just massive, like, explore this area with a bit of a story. That that tends to be what they're really good at. With this one, it's a really narrative-based DLC. So I'd say it's about a five-hour ish story um split between the character from watchdogs 2 wrench and aiden uh, pierce the character oh, from, from oh. watchdogs 1 oh yeah so oh yeah that's and it's interesting. really you know i and the funny thing is it's set before the game the main game it's set about uh, two years a year or two maybe before before the main game so i'd actually and it's going to be in two parts the first part's released now the second part who knows when it might almost be worth playing this before you play the base game uh, because you meet some of the characters you're going to meet in the main game, but obviously earlier. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's a really good story base. has a couple of maybe 12 side missions as well. So maybe six, seven hours or so. So, again, I don't know if you find value in that, but I, I definitely did. I thought it was awesome. And uh, a little bit more WRC9. I don't think I've mentioned that before. It's definitely the best rally game available now. Um, with the next gen patches, it's it's wonderful, Daryl. And most of these WRC games, they've always had a problem with not putting the full rally stages in. Obviously, the game thing they they short, shorten it a bit because the real rallies would be quite long. But 
This one actually has the real length. So when you get to the final WRC, you're looking at like 45 minutes to an hour for the rally to do all four or five stages. And I can tell you it's heartbreaking because there's no restart or there's no reset, I should say, or rewind in this game. Um, it's heartbreaking when you get to the final stage and you hit the rock just before the last corner and you lose the rally by two seconds, Jeez. you know, if that ever happened to you. Uh, but, but aside from that, it was good. And then we talked Scarlet Nexus, so I won't talk that. Uh, shout out to Microids for providing a code for the sisters. Party of the year. We'll talk about that later. It's not great. Uh, <laughs> and then and then I'll, oh, I finally started Call of Duty because I know we talked about both having that on our consoles, Daryl, and it takes up serious real estate yes, if you're not does. playing it. And so I was like, I'm going to play it. And it looks it looks amazing, as you'd expect, the story mode with Call of Duty. Really wonderful. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play one mission a night because there's only like 16 missions or something. You know, I want to draw it out. So last night I played the first nine missions, of course, of course in one, <laughs> one sitting. But it's so, I know, TiVo, you play this game, but you probably don't play for the campaign. I'm really enjoying the campaign. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. So I'd highly recommend Daryl jumping in. And it doesn't seem very long. I played for like two hours and I'm halfway it's- through. It's not a very long campaign. I think it's like five hours long. I'd, yeah. I put it in. So I had it installed when we talked about it. And then I uh, was trying to delete it. Yeah. Well, I had to delete it for space. And then I ended up putting it back on because we talked about it. I was like, oh, I got I to gotta get this back on there. So I put it back on. And then I told it to download you know, like zombies first or whatever. So it downloads everything. I come back to it later on. I'm like, all right, I got a couple hours. I'm ready to play. And then I go to fire up the campaign and the campaign wasn't installed. Yeah. yeah. You had to go in there and install that one separately. I'm like, this is tr- <laughs> stupid. But so, it, so I played it some the option. It does give you the option to pick what you want to download for on console. Uh, yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, now, well, I know that was the thing on PC where if you don't want to have the, the campaign or the zombies mode on there anymore, you can just get rid of it. Yes. Yeah, the campaign is big though, size. But now I'll just just to finish here, Daryl. I'm this is how much of a cheap bastard I am, listeners. When you load into it, it gives you like a um like a, a trip tech on the three screens. So you got uh, Cold War on the left. I think it's the War Zone, which is free in the middle, and on the right is Modern Warfare, which is the previous game. And I was like, oh, I don't own Modern Warfare on the Xbox, but I must own it now. This is so awesome. So rather than play the new one, I'll play that. But you don't own it. I don't know if you do on PS5, but you don't on Xbox. And then they put you very cleverly through a link back onto the store to buy it. So that was a kind of depressing, you know, for the cheap bastards of the world. <laughs> we thought they were getting it for free. I'm glad you clicked on it, it for free. because <laughs> I, cl- I, I own that one, but I didn't have it installed. And ah, I was so like, get it. Yeah, I was like, well, I don't want to install this, but hopefully, I mean, I was like, well, man, that'd be cool if they give it to you. That's awesome. But no, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to <laughs> click on it and then have to install it because it takes forever. Yeah. It was a good campaign, that one, too. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it because, you know, like I said, I have it and I'm ready to play it, but I just hadn't gotten it for yet. It's good. So, all right, Joe, what you been playing? Oh, a lot of things this week. Um, I'll start off with something on the Switch. Um, I picked up Disgaea Six, um, and I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I talked a lot of trash about it like the week before when I played the demo, but I think actually having the full game in my hand and actually getting to mess around with more of the mechanics in the game. I think I'm really in love with this one. I, they do a lot of different things in this one. I don't know if anybody's familiar with the series, uh, but it's a it's basically a turn based strategy RPG. But the the character levels are like ridiculous, and you can get them up to like nine nine hundred nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. But in this one, you can go to like nine hundred million nine hundred thousand nine hundred ninety nine. It's like ridiculous. Um, they do a lot of cool things in this one. Like there's like a cheat 
like a cheat cafe where you can go and you can like pay to like make your guys level up faster or you can alloc- allocate points to different skill stats to make those go up faster. They streamlined the weapon world where you can do auto battling now. So like instead of actually having to like go through the weapon world yourself and actually like play the worlds, you can make the game auto battle it for you. So they did a lot of like little quality of life changes to make to speed the game up. Like for instance, like when I played the first mission and my guys went from like level one to level like 25, I was like, what's going on here? Cause they just like leveled up like exponentially and you don't level up like in mission anymore. You level up at like the end of the mission. So it's, it's like very different uh, feel for a disguise game, but it's still got like that great humor that they have. Um, it's cool. Cause like the main character is a zombie named and basically he's trying to kill like the overlord of like it's um the overlord just like supreme god basically and he dies like over and over again he has like this thing called super reincarnation and he keeps coming back from the dead and it's it's a really interesting it's really funny i i'm i'm enjoying it so far i'm about like two chapters in almost about to finish the second chapter i've unlocked a few extra characters on my party i've made a few i just really dabbled in it a little bit um i've unlocked like the dark assembly so i can i can like have them vote on like different bills and get better weapons in my shop or kill guys and stuff like that. It's, it's interesting. How does it run on switch? It runs very well. And seeing how it was, it was it's switch exclusive in the United States as of right now, like it's not on anything else right now in Mm -hmm. the United States. I know in Japan, it's coming to PS4 and PS5, I believe, but I don't know if it's coming here on PS4 and PS5. I would believe it is. I mean, it's been a very Sony-heavy franchise for pretty much its existence. Um, And I love Nipponichi. I bought every single one of their games. I can't wait till August until Soul Nomad comes out because I'm a huge Soul Nomad fan. And I can't wait to replay that on my Switch because those are... They're they're releasing two Mm -hmm. of their, like, biggest... uh, Like, their, like, fan-favorite games in one package on the Switch in August, so... What I'm is Soul it. Nomad? I've never heard of that. So Soul Nomad and the World Eaters is a similar game to Disgaea, similar vein, except you battle in parties. You don't battle like one enemy to one enemy. You battle in parties. So like you build armies and then your army attacks their army. It's pretty cool. It's, uh, okay. it's definitely worth checking out. It kind of plays like Ugrata Kingdom or Ugrata Union. If you ever played that on like um, Vita or um, like a 3DS. Uh, I haven't. Yeah. It's it's very uh it's very Nipponichi esque where kind of like um, Phantom Brave or Macaw Kingdom or Lapishal Tactics or any of their games really they all kind of play in the same vein as the Skya where you know you're controlling multiple characters around a grid map and you're just the cool thing about the Skya is you can combo so like you you pretty much surround enemies and then you have all the enemies link combos together and it does a massive amount of damage and that's kind of how you play the Skya. And you learn how to stra- and strategize against like the computer doing combos to you, and learning more power ups and moves. I'm really enjoying it though. I like I said, I'm I'm gonna dump a lot of time into this. Uh, it's definitely my main Switch game right now. 
just just before you go on, I want to make a bet with you here that Disgaea 6 is not localized for the West because that game is so Japanese and we know how Jim Ryan loves his Japanese games. And I I want to even throw a Hail Mary out there. We're going to see it localized on the Xbox before no, you see it on ne- the PlayStation. it'll never happen. I think it's more likely to end up, I think old Phil will be out there more when? likely beating the drum <sighs> than uh, than you'll, you'll see it localized. I don't I know. I see that well, it's, it's ever being localized. It's I'm already announced at the same time. It's or it's already announced for the for you know Japan to come out yeah, on but, PlayStation. So I think it will come here, uh, localized to the yeah. I, I, I honestly think it will because every single other game in the franchise has come here. So I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, I know it's Switch exclusive. I, I'm 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 thinking Nintendo pulled out those Mario Mario coins and they were like here you they were like here you go, and they paid <laughs> paid for that exclusive timed exclusive in the states for right now but like it's okay, worth it it was a game I'm, i was on the fence about so it wasn't a game uh, that I, I i loved this guy and i was gonna buy a day one and then i played the demo and it didn't really like hit with me but then i was like you know what if i don't buy it it's gonna be very rare and hard to find later on so i might as well just buy it and i actually bought it physical like i buy all my disguise games okay my final question before you move on is the sure. average disguise game goes for a thousand hours why do you need more than one of them um it's the characters really and honestly, after the first one, I didn't really go deep into the rest of them and like like complete them, complete them. I, I just beat the story and moved on. Okay. The first one's the only one I've really invested a lot of time in on multiple consoles. I own it on PS2, Vita, PSP, DS, Switch, PC. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how many copies I own of Disgaea 1, like the first game. That one on everything. It's probably one of my favorite games of all time. That's cool. Mm, mm, a little foreshadowing. Then. Oh, foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. oh, and then I played a really crappy game next. So we'll talk about that next. Um, I played Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered. <laughs> and <laughs> I have to say, while the game is not the greatest game, it's absolutely a blast to play with Corey. Like we had so much fun playing the game together and like having like random people like jump in our ma- and jump in our party and play with us. I mean, if for those who you are aren't familiar with uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, it's a game. It's Final Fantasy Crystal, uh, Final Fantasy spinoff, basically where you have to hold this chalice of this chalice with you at all times, and like you have to put like drops from like the the trees, like the mythical trees. And every time you beat a, you beat a boss, you get a drop of water, and your your chalice can have like a bigger range of where you can stand inside because you have to stand within the range of the chalice or you take damage at all times so it's like it's it's a multiplayer game where people can move around and attack but you have to stay in close quarters of each other because if you don't you start taking damage um cory it's actually interesting because Corey's playing on a ps4 like he's playing a ps4 version of it on a ps5 well i'm playing on switch does and that have online co-op though i thought that it does online online, co- online co-op oh, okay. crossplay. Oh. I thought there was an issue because it wasn't crossplay at the beginning. Did they add it? No, it was crossplay day one. We played it crossplay day oh, one. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we played it crossplay day one. It had a lot of hiccups day one. They fixed a lot of the issues with the servers and a lot of issues with like connectivity. It runs pretty smooth. It's it's one of the games that I'm stacking right now for for a backlog beatdown. I'm, I'm probably going to get to like the last mission and just not beat it until I finally decide to beat Pokemon Yellow because that game's the bane of my existence right now. Because every time I try to play it, like I'll forget that I'm in sleep mode on my 3DS. I'll leave it on for three weeks, and then I'll lose like two hours of progress and have to redo it. So it's just, it's just a pain. 
but uh yeah i really i'm really liking the game i think if you have people to play it with it's definitely worth picking up if you're just gonna play it by yourself it might be like a pass honestly yeah well next i played um i stacked another game this week to the last to the last very last chapter and that's um walking dead the final chapter or the final season and my god this game really like blew me away in what like telltale was able to accomplish and what they were going towards with their newer games and i'm kind of sad that like the next season of batman got canceled and uh the stranger things game that they had in the works got canceled when the when the company kind of went under yeah kinda, but hang on hang on a second like i that's that's exactly the way i felt about it too and i, I messaged out i'm like this game is amazing why didn't i play it earlier and then i looked into it more and of course skybound entertainment came in around episode three for that game so i wonder how much they also you know affected that game because I that's wonder, quite different from a normal to uh I, normal i'm thinking like, they i'm thinking they had like all the story and stuff all written already though they did yeah. uh but the art style as well, like uh, I think they had a big hand in that. It was really good. It's yeah. such a good game, and the story in that final season. Oh man, pulling out my heartstrings. Ah, uh, dude, I how, love. How about that little kid that said he got locked up for being a chronic masturbator? Yeah. <laughs> and then just like, oh man, just the trophies in that were so unique and different because you don't just get them for playing the game; like you actually had to do things. And I thought it was just so refreshing for a Telltale game to make you like go out of the way to get trophies. Telltale used to be um, you had to do a lot of stuff. They used to just be point and click things. Well, in the original, the original two games, yes, with Jurassic Park and and Back to the Future were very like and Monkey Monkey Island. Monkey Island, Monkey yeah, they were very yeah. click heavy. Um, yeah, and they were great games, and people give them so much crap because they weren't like these masterpieces like Walking Dead was, but. Uh, I don't won't go on my tangent about how I love Jurassic Park the game so much and everyone hates it, but I hate that game. <laughs> I love that game. It's just a slog to play, dude. <laughs> hey man, I I tried to platinum that game and I failed. Do you follow a guide? Or not platinum it, I'm sorry, one hundred percent it. I almost one hundred percent it on Xbox three sixty, but then I gave up because there was like one <laughs> one of the quick time events I just couldn't do. And I just like I hate I hate this game. It's like tricky doing the uh the race every, and every game. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, but so so you you're in love with the game or whatever else, but the yeah, game I'm on the, last, I'm on the last chapter. Oh no no yeah. yeah oh okay so yeah no spoilers or anything else, but it, it's it's a very good game though that still falls into the same trap that every Telltale game has fallen into the illusion of choice, and I, I wonder if you feel that that at, you know it um, does feel at various times you are making choices, but at the, at the further you go on, the more it streamlines into a you know a, a two or like a one path really. Game. I mean, it's always it's Is always it? like a one a and a one b path for them it's never like an a it's never like a one and a two path because they can never pull that off because i don't think they have i don't think they can get people to replay their games like i think that's always been their hard the the hardest thing and i think if they would have been smarter and like locked different choices behind trophies and made people want to replay the games like i don't think they have enough replay i I feel like the man of a dan series or like the dark pictures anthologies that's a much better job of making me want to go back and play them again yeah, I yeah, will that's say the design though, of the game. That's got nothing to do with the trophy list. That's the I, content I, of yeah, the game. I agree, yeah. but I also think, yeah, I think they they go in hand in hand though. Like I feel like mm. they could have made. I feel like there's more choice in the earlier games that affect the story than there are in the later games. Honestly, well, it also makes it a lot easier for them if you just go on the same path. Oh, of course, path. of course, I, I, like but I, infinitely easier. I, I, even even not playing the last chapter, 
I still have to say nothing holds a candle to the first season. Like nothing. Like just the masterful writing, like the relationship between Lee and Clementine will never be, to- never be topped. Never. And you don't think that was any part be- because uh, it was like the first one that you played? No, I just, I just think it's because I literally got attached to those two characters and their relationship. And I cared at the end of that story. I cared. Like I literally <laughs> can, can cared I- about I have to ask this question. Feel free not to answer this if you want unknown, but no, I think Daryl, I think we're all in the same position. How many times has everyone here played the first game? Of <laughs> oh, oh. So many times. Uh, let's go. I PS3, Xbox 360, PS4. Yes, yes, yes. Xbox uh, One. <laughs> I didn't well, I don't have an Xbox One, but yeah, I probably would have played uh, it again. Famicom, it's like the quickest it's like the quickest platinum. I did, I did on the Vita. I played on it on the Vita. <laughs> Actually, I still have to go back. I and actually, I did the it. Japanese version of it too. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean, all you have to do is press X. So, although, um, no, you don't have to press X. I know, I'm joking. Really. Um, I will say I played it only like twice, really, because then after that, I realized Telltale games you don't actually have to play to get the trophies. You just have to let it sit there through the cutscenes, and then oh, Game of Thrones. That's what I exactly what I did with Game of Thrones. Oh, dude, I wasn't. I smart. pressed X the entire time through Game of Thrones. I played through Game of Thrones, and I'm I sorry. was I'm sorry, miserable. <laughs> sorry for you. That game after was the, so bad. After the first chapter, I was like, click, 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 click. I beat it in a day, and Corey's like, "How'd you beat this? How'd you platinum this in a day?" I'm like, because I just hit the X button over and over again. Because I was oh. like, I couldn't be bothered. That, that, that was the worst one. That was the worst one. Yeah. Okay, so all, all this garbage aside, you bought a PS5. I know there's nothing to play on it. You've only played oh, PS4 well, games by the sound true. of it. Did you play anything on the PS5? Yes. Um. Uh. This weekend, or last weekend, I actually picked up MLB The Show, a used copy, because they just had one lying around at my GameStop. And it was only like 37 mm. bucks. So I was like 37 bucks versus like 70 bucks. I think that's a really good deal. So, you know that runs better on the uh, Xbox, don't you? Yeah, and it's free I'm sure, as well. I'm sure, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Could have got it for free. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. <laughs> well, you <yeah, laughs> actually have to buy an Xbox. Yeah, that's that's yeah. why the game was so cheap, man. It's because buyers, the buyers free, remorse, the the free pass over there. <laughs> I would have had buyers remorse if I bought the Xbox. Devaluing the uh, the the worth of the game. Oh yeah, because it's free. You know, it's free. <laughs> free. Uh, <laughs> uh, so levi said he's been behind on the show but he's getting ready to do a marathon and, and catch back up on our oh, show jesus that poor I dude. we've been talking we've been making jokes and he, oh my god all the jokes we make about him oh man he's gonna then, like him. and then he's gonna be like wait a second <laughs> master it's a masterpiece he's gonna get, he's gonna get a barrage of levi jokes all in, all in one span so I have to say, after playing 15 minutes of MLB The Show, it's my game of the year. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to get a job at IGN if you're not careful. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, no, because they, do, they don't do points anymore. Well, they don't do like eight point whatever. They only do like solid points now. I could never do that. I think that's horrible. But anyway, um, I bought MLB The Show 21, and I absolutely love baseball games. And it's the reason why I owned a Sony console. That's why I left Microsoft because I couldn't play baseball anymore. Once they lost 2K, and I actually like 2K baseball better, and it played really well on Xbox. But once 2K could no longer make baseball games, I was like, I'm out of here. Got to buy a PlayStation. So now that you can actually play it on Xbox, do I consider going back to Xbox? No, because I have like a 300 game. <laughs> I have like a 500 game PlayStation library at this point. I can't go back. There you go. I just can't give it up now. The ecosystem's got me hooked, unfortunately. But let's talk about the show. Um, 
So I just as we're as we're recording, I just finished my my uh, March to October mode, which is like where you play like the you play like the seventh inning on or like the eighth or ninth inning in every game of the season, and then you play the playoffs in the World Series. And I just won the World Series, and it took me about three days to do it. It was a great experience. The graphics are great. The gameplay is you know solid. It's always solid though. It's it's the show, so it's never going to really change much. Um, I love the card system on the PlayStation. I think that's one of the coolest features where you can just like click on the card and be like, I want to go for this trophy and just hit activity and it goes. And it oh, opens you must up be that the only one. And it opens that thing. Well, I mean, the, I feel like, you're, you know what though? To Sony's, to Sony's defense, um, TJ, they don't have a lot of games that utilize it right now because a lot of the developers <laughs> didn't really buy into it, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think once more of them do, I think you're going to see... It's it's a really cool feature. I honestly wish that they would have done it similar to how Xbox does it, where it's just like the, the I, I don't like yeah, I like the tracker. And it does do a tracker on Sony, but it doesn't do it as nicely as the Xbox does, where it's just like one linear list and you could just like look at it all at once. Yeah. I don't like the way they do trophies on PS PS no, uh, five. They, they that's really like they buried it under like three button clicks now. I like my one button click and it's like then it's another button click and it's there. I also don't like my like, tr- and now I'm going in tangents. I don't like how um to find the ga- the uh your your trophy like level and like your percentage in that level. You have to go into your profile and then like hit, click on your like profile. It doesn't. It, it's not even part of your trophies anymore. It's like who makes these decisions, dude? Is that, that's something they'll definitely patch out. Like you it think? Is- Oh yeah, I mean you got to think, think about how far the OS came from a base PS4 to now, and how many features they added, and how much better it got. Yeah, they they this the OS is so clean and so like nice looking. But I mean, then, it's a better OS than the Switch. At least it has things. Yeah, but like, uh, but they changed unnecessary and stupid thing. Like I don't understand that. They made things yeah. more difficult to get to. Like even just the uh, uh, uploading and downloading your save file from a game is stupid. They they make you go through your settings, then to data management, and then you can pick. Oh, it's so bad. It's so stupid. Like and then I don't like the thing where it downloads like PS4 games randomly when you're downloading the PS5 version. Like I'm like, don't do that. You're filling up my hard drive. Stop. Or when you download one that has both versions and then it doesn't tell you which one you're playing. Oh, yeah. Well, I figured out how that works. I also figured out, like, so it does this weird thing with collectors, edi- or, uh, yeah, collection games. So, like, Ninja Gaiden. I was playing Ninja Gaiden the other night on my PS5, because, you know, it's Ninja Gaiden. And I couldn't figure out why it just kept opening Ninja Gaiden 3. And I was like, oh, you got to click on these three little th- three little dots, and then you could change which game in the collection you're playing. I was like, this is a pain in the ass. Because in the old PlayStation, it would bring them all up as separate games. No, it actually labels it as a collection now. Yeah. That was one of those things that were like, and when Xbox announced smart delivery, I was like, what a stupid thing to, to tout. And then now here we are in the middle of all this. I'm like, uh, not so stupid anymore. <laughs> no, I like smart delivery. I wish we had that. I really wish we had the being able to suspend eight games. I would like yeah. to suspend two games. Screw that. Like, I would just like to suspend multiple games. Yep. I would like to be able to turn my system fully off and then turn it back on and my game still be there and not have to reload it. That's like we're in 2021 people. Like it shouldn't be that hard. Imagine if someone came to market with a console that could do all of that out of the box. I mean, you have to to label them as the leader. 
Imagine if it had games I actually wanted to play on it, you know? <laughs> or, or games, period. That sounds like a, these all sound like you problems here, Joe. The technology uh, is there. Oh, <laughs> oh. Daryl, what have you been playing since you're the last to go here? Yeah, um, yeah. Normally, I have this big, magnificent list of things, but uh, been kind of keeping it low key this week. Uh, grinding out my hopefully last playthrough of Resident Evil Eight. This would be playthrough number seven. Um, <laughs> I feel like you have to do an eighth one because you know it's Resident Evil 8. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. So what I ended up doing, you know, because and because I always make things more difficult for myself on my knife run, which also should have been my don't spend any money run, like spend less than ten thousand um, dollars in the game. I don't know. I don't even remember doing it. Somewhere down the line, I upgraded one of my guns, and Oops. yeah, just so I have to do a whole playthrough for just not spending money. So I've got your almost, last trophy to get the platinum. No, no, I've got um, I got to grind out mercenaries. But oh god, it, yeah, it's one of those things where the game it's so fresh in my memory right now. Like I'm burning through it so quickly. I didn't want to start doing mercenaries and then mess up like the flow that I've got going for this game. Well, I'll see you in 300 hours when you finish mercenaries. Yeah, well, I mean, I keep seeing all the people complaining about it and how how frustrating it is, and it, we'll, we'll see. You just don't um, get enough stuff from it. Like that's, I feel like you're not rewarded enough for the time you put into it. Well, the way that they changed it is, I don't love the way they changed mercenaries. The, the, no, I don't either. I do not like the changes they made. I felt like the one on Resident Evil Five is perfect. It's the best one, yeah. 100%. Never need to touch it. Yep, yep. And then you, I mean, they, it's like a combination of mercenaries and raid mode from the different games so well no one wants to play raid mode so well <clears throat> either way i'm going through it uh seventh time seventh time's a charm they say so uh, uh i might even finish it tonight who knows i'm kind of flying through it right now i've got this game pretty well memorized um it's a good game i enjoy it but uh, i played some costume quest 2 with my daughter that's one of the one of the games on her backlog beatdown list and she asked me to play it with her but basically what she wants me to do is um, sit here and watch her play. And then if there's anything that she that like she can't figure out, just help her figure it out and then give her back the controller. So I've been doing that and then playing, grinding out some Lego Batman 3 with my son. That's on his list. It's actually on my list as well. But uh, but, you know, we're, we're I picked a couple of co-op games to knock out on the backlog beatdown. Um, you know, just to play with my kids to keep them involved and keep them excited. So right now we got some Ultima Alliance and some Lego Batman Three. So, but that's that's me. Not nothing too exciting, nothing too crazy. Um, I will say I've also been doing some uh, some Resident Evil Revelations Two on the Vita. The game runs like absolute garbage. The fact that they ported that game to the console is pretty friggin' amazing. But it just, there's times where it runs sub 10 frames. It's so bad. So it's, uh, it's going to be one of those games that like, I kind of want to platinum, but I don't know that I'll, I don't know that I'll make it through it. <laughs> it's so bad. I beat the game. I'm on my second playthrough now, but it's just that playing it, you know, uh, invisible enemy mode, playing it on the hardest difficulty, um, countdown mode, all that stuff. It just, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it, hmm. but, but basically that's us. Hmm. 
Nice. Real, real simple, real easy. So, with all that being said, now that we've spent an hour into what we've been playing, <laughs> let's knock out our leaderboards, and then we're going to turn it over to CJ for some platinum shoutouts, which I'm pretty, pretty excited about. I like seeing uh, all these platinum trophies. Now, now, unknown, I will try our hardest not to uh, cause your PSD. Um, it's all right. PTSD. To, I said PSD, PTSD. PSD is the company I work for. Um, <laughs> we'll try hard not to make it uh, flare up. He, he, can, he can laugh at all those still afflicted by the trophy. Yeah. Case. Hey, well, you know what? It's funny because you're talking about earlier, he's talking about like what it, what trophies make you do. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they make me do some crazy stuff. And I'm over here like I can quit anytime. <laughs> I just don't want to. <laughs> like a true addict. So with that being said, truetrophies.com, Loot Bros Podcast Custom Leaderboard, Affectation Dong in first place with 205 trophies. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna premise that it again I went on to the next lot of brick breakers. So again, it's only like an hour and a half's playing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You said and that. to be honest, I felt really bad because I knew Unknown was gonna come on today and I was trying to present this image that I don't I don't hunt trophies. And most of the time I don't. I just play these short games <laughs> that give you a ridiculous number. But I I hit a hundred, then I realized it was too late, Daryl. So I just kept going because I was enjoying <laughs> it. I was in too deep. No judgment here, man. I mean, I'm all I'm all about it. So <laughs> Uh, so much so that I didn't even make it into the top five. I didn't make it to the top eight. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I am number five. So, so yeah. You know. Um. So uh, in number two, Mister Lightsight with ninety trophies. Impressive. Very nice. And then we got uh, Tricky Mick with seventy-one. Right, that's crazy. That's high for him. Is that the European? Division two. <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's the Asian stack. You already, you already beat their European one like that's two right, weeks ago. That's right. So I don't, I don't know if Tricky still listens to the show, but this is the point where I actually, I actually want to say something positive about Trophy Horse. Hmm. For years, I've made fun of them, and you know, rightfully so, they deserve a lot of it. Most, most ninety nine point nine percent of it. But I make fun of them, and uh, and and I make fun of their community a good bit. But they, they have had a what I looks like from the outside looking in a large increase. Um, of attachment from their community and uh, and engagement from their community. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing new people talking in their Facebook group. I keep seeing since they've been doing these community um, game, you know, the Rocket League and things like that, where it seems like they got more people engaging with them. So I want to give old Tricky a, tri- a shout out for doing a good job, being a good podcast member. Uh, and then uh, obviously there's Knockout City. Uh, his crew keeps running you know, through that Knockout City. So I might have to play that game too. Get some of them cheap trophies. So, and then uh, in fourth place, uh, Mr. Team NT 84 with 49 trophies. I came in fifth with 45. So you got me, bruh. You got Very me. Nice. Uh, and then we're going to go to our true achievements leaderboard. Uh, not even <laughs> Sony Pony to you with 15,500. Jesus. That's insane, CJ. <laughs> You're going to have to catch our show, this Xbox show, because, like, I don't know, we won't detract here, but uh, the greatest thing about Xbox Unknown, you, you might appreciate this because you know that the hole that you fall down is that they don't do stacks like the PlayStation does. So you don't yeah, need to have, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's awesome. You don't need to play the same game a hundred times. Uh, you can only play it once, which is wonderful, you know, and you're done. But recently, this company, Zidalon, and we'll talk about this tonight, I feel, because they're very passionate about it. They've been allowed by, well, apparently, Microsoft have always allowed games to go up to 5,000 achievement points. That's They've crazy. now allowed this uh, Zidalong company to start upping their achievements 
on old games. So they're adding a thousand every few weeks. They're not charging any more for it. So it doesn't cost you. You're not buying another version. It's the same version you had. They're just adding a thousand, but they're doing it for things like open the game, a thousand achievement points, turn on the sound, a thousand achievement. They're not even trying. So that that's how that happened. That uh, that fifteen thousand. Well, cool kid Joe got fifteen thousand one hundred sixty-five. <laughs> Shout out to him. He's doing it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get in on this. I didn't. I didn't realize these games existed. Yeah, they're like four dollars, and you don't pay. You only pay once, and they just keep adding. It's a full game there. Like you, you, you play. You, you do play the whole game. But now these extra achievements are just for doing nothing, basically. Yeah, it sounds like it. If I was on Xbox, I would have wanted to leave at this point too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> oh, it's it's only going to get worse. You know, it. it's going to be like there's there's going to be games in a couple of years. You open it up, and then you just get all the trophies. I mean, they already have those on Steam. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. It's my favorite. All right. In third place, Redbeard Rig, 1,140 trophies. That's, so is, that like, is, that, is that like E-Viagra? <laughs> yeah. Like E-Penis like e Viagra? You just like, you buy, you're buying trophies? Uh, that's, that's assen- it's essentially the, the leaderboards. Buy, you're buying enhancements yeah, now? Right. Uh, the, the good thing about it, Joe, is you can keep both hands on your member because these games don't require any action on the controller. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but shout out to Rick. He's playing our, he's playing our Fallout 4. Yep, um, he's really going oh, for that good, game. Good for him. Yeah, you know. yeah, well done. Every now and again, there's like, a, there's like a real gamer in here somewhere. I mean, not usually me, but other people. You know, yeah. Actually playing real games, doing real things. Uh, I played a real game. I played 30 hours of Tales of Bazaria and got one trophy for it. I've talked how cheap that was. That's Devil May Cry 4. (laughs) Freaking 20-hour long game, and you get a five-point achievement for beating it. That's it. Worst achievement list ever. All right. Uh, It's lucky lucky we enjoyed the game. Exactly. exactly, But still. Uh, In fourth place, my man Dump Licker with 95 points. My man Dump Licker. (laughs) (laughs) In fifth place. Wait, is, that, is that liquor is in the drink or liquor no, is like licking like, li- licking, a, licking a dump yes oh <laughs> girlfriend i like that <laughs> that'll come through the edit uh that's wonderful <laughs> could you, i was just thinking could you imagine dump liquor i don't think sony would allow that name xbox anything goes but i don't know we might have to we might have to try that out i wonder if dump liquor is taken i could have an old account yeah uh, and then fifth place, Hollow Mad Cat with 70 achievement points, playing some of that broken A Dark Alliance. Oh, that's a rough one. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. That's, that's the kind of trash they allow in Game Pass. But hey, you know it's, what? It's, it's free. That's why it's $40 on PlayStation. That's why it's $40 on PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, go. so, I wanted right. to track for a second here because I don't want to get into this this PS Now garbage it's not even available in this country but Gaz Davis uh, you know he, he's illuminating in his support for the the pony system and he he went on and said how great PS Now is the releases and he named that Olympic game I don't know if you ever played this unknown before you, you stopped oh, it's dreadful trophies game. are in that game yeah, it came out in Japan or whatever at the beginning of last year. And obviously, oh no, maybe even earlier because it was before COVID and they had a countdown to the Olympics. 
unfortunately for them, the countdown needed to be reset, I think, a few times. But they're, they're finally going to have a go one way or another. But the game is it's really bad. It's about a two- to three-hour completion if you boost with someone. But the reason I wanted to mention it is it's the only game I've ever played where it doesn't tell you the controls. Like, it tells you a couple of controls, but every race you do, every five races, it tells you what another button does. So you actually don't know how to effectively win a race until you've done, like, 20 races or 15 races because it doesn't show you all the buttons or it doesn't release their action it's bizarre for a i mean it's title. The, so i played it a little bit and i would say it's the easiest olympic game i've ever played where mm. you don't have to do like these crazy like wwe combos to like win an olympic event it's a lot of bashing the x button and like yeah. then doing it like then doing like a button sequence yeah so it's very different than a lot of the other games they've put out in the past where it's like you have to do these like crazy combos to get anything accomplished yeah. So, so, so be I, careful I was enjoying what you, you get, what you wish for on PS well, now. Yeah. I mean, Corey made like a really fat character and called him Barney Rubble <laughs> and just has him like out racing people and breaking Olympic records. It's hilarious. Uh, he can be <laughs> Sonic in that game, I think. I think there's Yeah, he put, he put his costume. whole volleyball team in Sonic costumes. That's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right. So right now, CJ, we are adding a new segment to the show because our show is not quite long enough. <laughs> And we are going to do some platinum shout outs to CJ. It's all you. Yeah. So this all, it won't be every week. It'll just be, you know, when we get around to it. So maybe like once every month or two or something and uh, sort of a carry on from before, I suppose, because it's always interesting to hear what people have played. We'll just whip through it really quickly. Gaz Davis 11, number 85, Wreckfest, the car game. Congratulations. So MZ Nitro, number 35, Delicious Pretty Girls Mahjong Solitaire. Not a typical game for me, but wanted a smaller game to do while in between all major games. I currently have going on pretty simple mahjong game of matching tiles that is wonderful sir because you've almost made that sound like a legitimate game not a giant anime titty game well done sir uh edj 3dg uh oh daryl you'll like this number 80 resident evil 5 uh i don't understand this reference a shiva uh that's all you need to know does that mean something no sheva sheva sorry yeah her ai is like really bad Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, number 81, Resident Evil 6. It sure lives up to its reputation of being the worst mainline RE game. But Ada Wong, though. Oh, but ain't wrong, maybe? I don't know. Uh, is there a character called Ada Wong in that? Is there another reference? Perhaps. Yes, there is. Yep. Oh, good. good. I'm the worst person to be reading this. Uh, number 82, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. No comment. Best trophy hunter ever, CSO. Number 700, Grand Theft Auto 4. That's massive, sir. Depression, uh, despair, greed, loss um, of sight, slight betrayal, hard choices, losing friends. That is what makes Liberty City great. Well done, sir. It's massive. Hey, before you go any farther, CJ, I want to interject. Yeah, please. Uh, on the, uh, <laughs> on the uh, Resident Evil Platinums, for the yes. record, those are all some congratulations on that. I am envious because I haven't platinumed number six or seven yet. Uh, but the reason why he says, but Ada Wong, though, he or she, I don't know who this person is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's because they actually show her uh, naked in the game. And she's kind of one of the oh, most mysterious like characters in the game, uh, in the franchise, actually. And she's always kind of had this like... Um, uh, this really uh sexually tense um kind of relationship with one of the main protagonists, 
Mm-hmm. And so you, she's very mysterious. It's always like, oh no, like I wish these two would just kind of stop flirting and actually be together, kind of thing. And then in this game, they just go all in on her, and it was kind of a as a fan of the franchise and playing this out forever. When that happened, I was like, whoa, I was not expecting this because usually she's very like, um, I guess to keep her c- close to the vest, you would say they don't really. You give you a lot of information about her. They don't really, um, you know, show show her a lot in the game. And then that happened. It was pretty crazy. And then my wife was like, "What is this trash?" So it was interesting. I figured it'd be be a reference. I was hoping someone would jump in <laughs> and explain. Yeah, it. Good. yeah. Actually, I'm I'm pretty sure Zach is downloading um the game right now. Actually, so. yeah. <laughs> I see, just I to see, see you. <laughs> Uh, there we have Mr. Tam, 119 Angels of Death. This game might interest you unknown. It's come on my radar too. It was made in RPG Maker, an indie made by one person, I think. Well, it was a very small team. Um, I like the anime uh, and like this game too. The story and concept was pretty neat. The trophies were fun, like dying in every possible way, and the conversations the character had were interesting. Uh, in my opinion, uh, Zador VP, he's banging the drum on the PS5. It's good to see somebody is uh, number 509, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. It must have cost a fortune in euros, sir. Uh, number 511, <laughs> Legend of Mana. Well done, sir. Uh, I've got to ask, Unknown, the last game you played on PS4 was Trials of Mana. Does this Legends yeah. of Mana interest you? I, I imagine it would be on Switch as well. I think it is. Um, yeah, I, I'm a fan of JRPGs, and also um, I didn't play most of the Mana series when I was younger. I, I played one. It might have been Legends. I I don't remember. I played one of them on like uh, DS or something. But... Hmm. I think it's just come out. This remake is it a remake or a yes, a it's a remake. Yep. Remake. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah, congratulations. So I'm sure that would be be a long grind. Uh, and then I'm styling on your bro. There's a ton here, so we'll just shoot through quickly. Uh, PC building simulator. Uh, loot bros can shout this out, but only if they talk nicely about the simulator genre. Nearly 15K <laughs> for this PC and no, it can't play Crisis. Uh, PC master race. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, 100% taxi driver, the simulation. Uh, fair to say, all hail the Sultan of Simulation. Literally left. 20 uh, fucking seconds on the table because the first accident trophy popped when I didn't even hit anything. And then I thought it was running for 10, running for 10 red lights. That's right. This is a bizarre trophy list. Like, yeah, it takes all of no time at all to get for some reason. But anyway, uh, Bus Driver Simulator, probably the most boring game ever constructed. And he says here, what a pleasure it was. And he's the first platinum holder. Because nobody else, Daryl, could be bothered to finish it. It's a fast-driving game. <laughs> and uh, completion, Mountain Rescue Simulator. He loves these things. Uh, good to rekindle the relationship with my favorite Mountain Rescue Simulator. I dedicated uh, this to my boy, Reddy. So shout-out to the wonderful Queensland gamer that also suffers from this simulation affliction. Uh, t- Treasure Hunter Simulator's recent game. Uh, on all systems, uh, I never went from pure joy to sadness as fast as when I spied this list on Exophase, only to notice it was an Xbox achievement list. Fortunately, I got uh, to relive the joy, minus the despair, when I detected it on PSNP. Uh, to most, this will appear to be fool's gold, but let me assure you, it's a diamond in the rough. This is without a doubt the hidden gem release of July 2021. <laughs> We've got another Levi amongst us, I think. Yeah? <laughs> uh, and I look, I shout out to you. I'm styling on you, bro. You're getting a hard run of it. All these games here. 
seem to be coming out on the X. So you probably should have bought one instead. Uh, and then Operation Tango, a most unique co-op experience. This is the last one. A most unique co-op experience in the sense you actually need to communicate. It was fun throwing on a snazzy suit and engaging in some top secret international secret agent activities with me. Uh, the only minor downside of the game is that any time spent bullshitting results in zero progress. It is it is the problem with these co-op games, isn't it, Daryl? If you start talking before you start playing, you may never play. You just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that is everyone. So if you're interested in a shout out, you can pop the pictures into the Loot Bros Discord. Uh, there is the easiest place rather than Facebook. And we'll, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love this stuff. I love hearing what everybody's playing. And so because we spend so much time each week talking about the trash that we're playing. And then you yeah. throw on a list like this. And it's like, man, this is completely different. Yeah, so. this was from basically the whole of June, that list. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit of catch up, but we're done. We're good. Very nice, very nice. T-Bird, did you want to take uh, the questions this week, or you want me to do it? Uh, if you don't mind doing it this week, I don't have them pulled up. All right, here we go. Matt G writes in and says, time for a boss fight. Your boss wants you to work on your day off. Well, that doesn't work for you. Your only option is to slay your boss. You get to choose a video game sword to take them out. Which do you use? Is it the Master Sword, the Halo Energy Blade, or the Soul Edge? Starting with our guest, unknown. What are you going to kill your balls with? (laughs) Master sword. Okay, Joe. Uh, Soul Edge. T Bird. Hey, hey, be careful, T Bird. I'm your boss, so choose wisely. (laughs) Well, there's two options. I got my sword from Bloodborne, the Moonlight Greatsword. Okay. Or the classic. This is just our work joke. I ain't. I <laughs> oh my gosh we had a guy at work who tried to fire one of the guys on the floor and he was like you get the f out of here you get out of here you're fired and he looked him dead in the face and he was like i ain't <laughs> just didn't go he just didn't leave and he stayed there for like another year yeah, he did <laughs> it was the best so yeah CJ, you're killing your boss. What you doing? Mm, uh, look, I'd have to go with the near Automata uh, sword, that giant <laughs> sword she carries around, because it's so big that not only would I knock my boss's head off, I could also knock my own off in the follow-through. It'd be wonderful. There you go. There you go. I dig <laughs> it. I dig it. Well, I'm going to default to the penetrator, because if I'm going down, <laughs> you're going to remember me. <laughs> oh, Daryl. Daryl. Daryl, Daryl. I think... I think the time is rapidly approaching where you all need to to tell us about how you plan to live the second half of your life. We're supportive. We're encouraged. <laughs> it's no, there's no shame. We're in the 21st century. Is it today? Uh, nah, it not, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, look, turn pa- the light on in that cupboard with the penetrator. I'd hate to that. That would be a, pa- a Patreon exclusive reveal. You know, well, that'd be the highest of tears. <laughs> the penetrator level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I'm smart, we, I would label the uh, one of the tiers has to be called that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that is amazing. Make a dildo bat that you earn for being part of the the hundred dollar tier. You get to you get to be the 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 loot bros penetrator, and you get a dildo bat sent to you in the mail. Oh my gosh, that's disgusting. 
<laughs> At least they're paying you this time, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's but beats doing it for free. So it's better than poop socked here. That would be the the base tier. So yeah, there you go. Figuring this thing out. All right, Corey writes in says, "Do you think people are hating on PlayStation, <clears throat> CJ, uh, Nintendo, and Xbox lately because they should be doing more, or is everyone just woke up on the wrong side of the bed?" I'm reading exactly how he wrote it. By the way, uh, it seems everyone is just pooping on everything and then complains when a company fixes it. What do you guys think? Are gamers too hard on these big companies? No. No, not at all. That was truly sarcastic. Uh, yeah, uh, we're all entitled bitches, but that's okay because that's you know we're gamers. Kind of how it is. I don't. Uh, no, I I don't think they're too hard. I think, I mean, both those new consoles. Uh, they they cost you know compared to you know in the console market they cost sizable money. So I think you should expect a system you know that delivers you know, an adequate experience. And unfortunately the PlayStation, you know, hasn't met that standard um, of, of anything yet. So I think, I think it's fair to feel that. And Nintendo look, you know, the new switch with the OLED screen. I mean, I don't know, maybe that's what the players wanted, but it doesn't seem like it to me. So I can understand the frustration there without any more power. And then the Xbox, well, what can you say about a system that is probably as close to perfection as we're ever going to see? I don't know. Corey, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if if you feel that way from ten years from now, and you still feel that way. Maybe Xbox feels that way too. We're not going to change anything. Our system's perfect, <laughs> well, and then and then it's just like running like a. I I don't know compared to dumpster fire compared to what <laughs> Nintendo and Sony do. That's true. The the biggest problem with Xbox, though, I've known is that they're changing everything all the time because they're always reacting to everyone. And they, they can have a wonderful thing, but it doesn't mean it's still like that next week. They're constantly in a cha- state of change. So I mean, when you're forced that's their to react, danger. I mean, when you're forced to react <laughs> to make a change, you have to make a change. When you sit on top of the mountain and you're king shit, you don't really need to make changes or care about what your fans think. <laughs> they're gonna give you money regardless and when you're nintendo people just buy your games from from blindness like literally they're just like oh yeah uh it has nintendo on the cover i guess i'll buy it do you reckon that's why they designed the new playstation store so badly that you just don't know what you're doing so you just buy it i mean that's literally what nintendo does because they're like Oh man, we could give you this whole new experience, but no, we'll give you this remake and make it sixty dollars, and you'll buy it anyway because you you guys are lemmings, like sh- straight up. <laughs> Nintendo fans are nothing but lemmings. I, considering we're having two Nintendo players here, and the the big release for Nintendo in the last week or two was Mario Golf, which I understand is a wonderful way to set fire to seventy dollars. I'm amazed that no one <laughs> no one mentioned that game today because <laughs> uh, I I had it pre ordered and canceled it once the review came out. <laughs> Yeah, not good, huh? Well, I mean, when Camelot continues to not do what they're supposed to do and make like an actual like story mode based around Mario Golf, then I'll buy Mario Golf again. When they want to yeah. keep, when Nintendo wants to keep sh- shoehorning their mechanics into story modes, and that's all the story mode is, they're just gonna keep not getting my money for sports games. It's just the way it is. I mean, I- I'm surprised they were even giving us a Mario Party with board games and like the ability to play them with people online. Like, I'm shocked that's even happening. Like I like I literally during the direct I was like, you know they could add this as DLC to the existing Mario Party, but they refuse to. Huh. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wait, they know we'll all buy it for $60. Smart move, Nintendo. I see you. Well, just, well, just don't buy it. But that's be- the problem. You keep saying you're not going to buy it, and then the Nintendo loyalists are like, nah, I'll, I'm not going to buy this Zelda uh, this Zelda remake. Oh, and then, like, three months down the road, they're like, man, I really wish I could play that Zelda remake. To be fair, though, Joe, there is, like, the, the game doesn't really interest me or whatever else, but there is one mode in that that does, the crazy golf mode, where you start off in a tee and, like, you play across the course all randomly, and it's supposed oh, to be rush, quite... Oh, uh, Rush? Golf Rush mode? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I played it at my friend's house. It's decent. But it's it's a gimmick, and they... you you say that. But like, I play a lot of real golf, and once a year at our golf course, like you, we have Crazy Golf Day, where they you say you go for different holes around the course, and it's the most carnage day because you're trying to hit through the trees that you know have been put there purposely. The thing you've got to watch out; you don't get hit because the balls are flying everywhere. It's so much fun. So I think a mode of Crazy Golf, and I played a lot of golf games, never had a Crazy Golf game mode. I think that that's pretty cool. I played uh what's that that um the team that created burnout they did that uh golf oh, dangerous outlaw golf, golf. Outlaw, that was outlaw, cool. not outlaw not the old one I'm talking about dangerous golf the one that came out on the PS4 and stuff yeah. like I dabbled in that it it's fun for a few minutes just blowing stuff up and you know making kitchens explode and stuff that's pretty dope I like the simplicity and hardcoreness of regular Mario Golf and I think that they mastered it with the with the 3DS Mario Golf it was an absolutely amazing game to play. It had tournament mode. It had, like, you could play as any character you wanted to. This one literally makes you play as your me because your me gets so powerful that all the other characters are useless in that game. That's what all my friends have told me. Like, well, if you want to play golf, you got everybody's golf. I mean, you don't even need this. Well, Mario. that game's fantastic. I have that game. It's absolutely fantastic. As, as a certain person would say, it's a masterpiece. Played 15 minutes. I played like four of the 18 holes. Masterpiece. <laughs> it's like an accurate description of what he would say. I love, uh, I love Levi. <laughs> oh, but I couldn't use a gun during my golf outing, so uh, I had to give the game up. Well, I left my putter. You see, the problem was the, the, the golf game didn't tell me I needed a putter. So when I got on the green, all I had was my nine iron. It's too much smashing the X button. I it's can't do like that. A, oh, golf is like a hack and slash. I, yeah. It's not about a hack and slash. I need a good old g- g- golf JRPG. Oh, my God. <laughs> play, golf, play golf story then, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh. I, I got to talk to Levi today. It was the first time we talked in a while, and I was, it was really good to hear from him. Shout out, Levi. One day when you actually um, want to come on a real show. show. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ouch. No, they need him. That, that, that's what's helping their community. That is the only thing they got going. That's that's the that's the only reason to tune in is because of Levi. Nah, they're not now, that bad. To get back to the uh, question at hand, I will say I think that gamers are a bunch of entitled babies. And when no, you are, whoa, 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 easy there, <laughs> killer, easy. And here's the problem: when you when when the hottest piece of electronics in the market today is just completely unbuyable i don't i don't i don't blame you guys for complaining and crying and then when you're stuck you know with your oled switches and your xbox series you don't even know what they're called anymore you know it's like i get it you know like i can't relate because i'm a ps5 owner but like all you other peasants that don't have ps5s you can complain because and, and you have the right to just be wonderful if you had something to play on it 
uh, Corey's follow-up question is also, second question, can I be a guest this episode? No. Just recording it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reached out to Corey and I invited him on the show. It's been a long time coming. I'm sure him and Kali will have a blast together. So. I kind of want to be there just to watch. I'm not going to say anything the whole episode. Oh, oh games the reunion. <laughs> uh, so now we need right. Roberto to come on. All right. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to have to put a hard no on that one. All right. Levi writes in says, "Do y'all want to know the combine's biggest mistake? Fuel barrels. They stage far too many fuel barrels around their soldiers, allowing the free man to defeat them. Do you disagree?" Is this supposed to be a Half-Life reference? I'm pretty sure this is a Half-Life reference. Sounds like something Joe Biden would say. I don't understand at all. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. You know the thing, man. Come on. Corn pop. Corn pop. You're a dog-faced pony soldier. You you duty face. (laughs) (laughs) You duty face. chocolate, Chocolate chip ice cream. Yes, the barrels are a problem. <laughs> they should have never put all those those barrels out there. I'll be honest; I don't even remember what part of that game, what part of Half Life that was in. Like, I, I don't even remember who the combines are. It's been so long since I played that game. It's the greatest game ever. Don't don't disleave it. Don't disleave it like that. Hey, man, I'm not saying it's not. I loved Half Life back in the day when I played them. I just have not re. I haven't played those games in so long. If they would put them on the PS5, I'd play them again. How insane is it that PC people like still talk about those games like they're the greatest games ever, and they're like a million years old at this point? It's because they haven't got any PC gaming. They haven't got any games since the since Half Life. I I haven't played that game, and I don't really want to. You should. No, I don't want to play Black Mesa. It's a masterpiece. I mean, you don't want to play it just because you keep hearing about it. But I mean, I don't want to play it because I'm going to hurt Levi's feelings when I tell him it's not a good game. Tanner's gonna play oh. it in my trash. It's two points on backlog B down now. There you go. That's, yeah, when it's your favorite, it's, you can double you know, point. If I'm going by that rule, then I can win real fast or get, at least get called back up. Do it. Do it. Because he said because he said the episodes are all points too. There you go. Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about ten. <laughs> points. Okay. So, all right. Shadowless Edge writes in, and he says, "What's a game in your backlog that you keep putting off and want to go back to, and why do you keep putting it off?" CJ, we're gonna start with you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question, isn't it? Uh, so, Shadowless Edge, shout out to you, sir. He's actually started uh, here, Neo Master, uh, broken away from their Real Gamer Score podcast and started a, a new endeavor. So, w- wishing you all the best uh, to both of you. But, good question. This dude plays a bit of everything as well. Uh, you can see that I'm fencing here for time. I don't know. <laughs> um, probably, probably Elder Scrolls Online, um, but I have, I have gone back to it um, just recently and I've been playing it more and more in the last month. Uh, and I put that game off because I wasn't sure that I could handle another MMO, but I finally pulled the pin on 14 and moved away from it for a while. So now no, I sort of can uh, or whatever else. So I think that was that is pretty good. Uh, maybe the game that I haven't started, I suppose, would be Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, oh, okay. I want to put this out there. I don't know that I'm going to pull through. I don't know that I'm going to fall through with it, but I thought about if we did, in fact, do a Trophy War in November, 
that December I would coast out and just play Red Dead 2. Like that'd be my one yeah. game I'd commit to that for the month oh of December. God. Should we all do that in the month of December? We'll all play Red Dead 2? Because no. it's probably gonna be all of our answer. Because <laughs> I, I want to, yeah, I'm gonna piggyback right off of that. That's a game that's in my backlog, and every time I, I look at, it, I bought the game right after it came out. And you bought it day one, dude. I didn't buy it day one because I was like, "There's no way." But they just kept talking about the horse ball physics, and and yeah, you would buy it for ball physics, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah humor and then uh i don't know man i was excited about it and i got it i'm i was wearing a red dead 2 t-shirt today but i have never played the game because i'm a big poser (laughs) that's probably like most people though (laughs) it's a game that looks good on the shelf it legitimizes you as a gamer but no one's played it it plays a multiplayer like rent photo there you go yeah, I, that, that's that's one for me. I, Red, Red Dead Two for sure. I just, God, I want to play it, but I don't know. I don't know. That I want to play it that bad. Not not a hundred thousand freaking hours of walk your horse simulator. Bad. I'd Watching be interested swinging back and forth. I'd be interested in your answer here, unknown, because one of the things that I've noticed you you're saying over the last few months is that. There was so, and I'm sure you found this because you spent so much time playing a certain type of game. There were so many games that you missed. So you must yeah. have a good list of things that you you really want to get into. I'm sure you've done some already, but just so much. Like I, 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 I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I mean, that's that's the thing too. Is um, even PlayStation games. It's like. Because I was so focused, hyper focused on the leaderboard, I couldn't play anything that was hundred hours to apply it anymore. Because it just you would just drop immensely. Because you could earn two hundred plats in that time. So yeah, so it also, um, it also became a, the point where it just didn't even matter if you played it on the, like your hundred hour game on PlayStation or just played it some other game because it wouldn't affect your rank at all so i don't want to um, trigger you at all but like how many platinums did you end up with at the end uh 2300 oh my god and that was before the final year and or before this i haven't earned a trophy in the last nine months and i think things have gotten worse oh um, yes they've got worse so it, I mean, there was a time um, back in the day, I will say, because um, I started trophy hunting 10, no, 2011, or, um, yeah, 2011, I think it was. Um, and fast plats were about 15 hours, like must plays to do things on the leaderboard. And this is also one of the things that I think turned me off about trophies uh, in the end was all these super fast plats are seconds long. It's like, I remember spending 40 hours playing uh, oh, boot quet or whatever, and just like throwing a, it's basically like lawn bowling, and just playing that for 40 hours, because it was an easy plat to do. Um, so... I don't know. It just the whole system kind of just, just broke for me. And I know a lot of people are new to the game. 
essentially. So that's kind of all they know uh, in the last few years. But I'd say maybe like six years ago, even still, it was. I mean, yeah, there were a few really short VNs, but for the most part, it was not anywhere near like it is today. Stack wise, also too, not nearly as many. Can I ask you a question about visual novels in in particular? Because, you know, for a long time I skipped them as well. And then in the last two years or so, I started reading some of them and it's turned into one of my favorite favorite genres. But I had a friend before I sort of knew you, um, an Australian that was very high ranked typhoid. uh, And he was ranked like number two or something in Australia at the time. This is like five or six five years ago maybe and he was just burnt out he he was giving it all up and you know he's never really come back since that like he's a wonderful guy he sort of gave away gaming completely because he just couldn't couldn't find any enjoyment in it anymore but one of the things he tried to do a couple of years ago like a year or two ago was play some vns and um to actually read them or whatever else now he he can read japanese as well so it really expanded his market of what he could play and he did some of it on pc or whatever but he he even found then that he just he just wasn't interested in that that visual novel or, or those style of games anymore for a basis and i wonder I know because both of us have skipped so many. Is there any interest in that genre for you to read any of them yourself or or do you think not at all? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I did really like those choose your own adventure books when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Like I kind of see that, but I I don't know. I I might try it. I mean, it's it's still like I got to rediscover gaming, essentially, because yeah. like I was... I, I was saying earlier, even in games that were um, not visual novels, any dialogue that I could skip through, it was just go as fast as you can. That was that was it. And actually, after I quit um, earning trophies, I still had a lot of that, like that rush, rush through the dialogue mentality. It has yeah. gotten better, but it's very it's very strange. Um, like it's hard for me to follow it was hard for me to follow a story and like reading comprehension wise um and it also is kind of like add um playing the games too initially because i i just couldn't focus on the game because i would play i mean essentially i would play trophyless um instead of playing games mm-hmm. so uh yeah, it's, it's it's funny you say that's why I always found the visual novel genre so bizarre because it's exactly what he found and what I found talking to to most high rank players is that the the combination of the ADD, the quick adrenaline of trophies or whatever else, and just the the rush of playing the list. That's why visual novels are so appealing. And of course, if you read them, they're the most passive form of gaming. They're incredibly long and they require very little you know interaction. It's just you read them or whatever and. It always struck me as interesting, and I know there's another player I won't name, a French player that's recently returned, um, and I remember when he quit, we had back and forward in exactly the same reason. Now he's back again, going down the hole, you know, more power to him. But it, it's so funny, like, to choose such a passive genre, I suppose, to try and, you know, slow yourself down, because as you say, too, everything's ha- happening so quickly. I don't know. I always found that that amusing or not amusing but you know an interesting choice i suppose that was also a big shift that happened because um was uh visual novels used to be like really hard to get 
uh, really expensive. I mean, I remember visual novels were like 50, 60 bucks and you would buy it just so you could skip it and um, be done with it. And I mean, at that time, even eight hour visual novels were like, you wanted to play this because it was fast, but some of them it was like, oh my goodness, this this one minute uh, visual novel because they had Grisaias at the time where um, the second, third, and I think there were four or five. I don't know. Maybe they still make them. I'm not sure, but they were like really fast. Did you play through like Danganronpa and all that stuff? No, because it wasn't a, a fast trophy list. So I would say play through that on Switch when it comes out this year and really enjoy those because they're amazing games. And I think you owe it to yourself to be, be able to immerse yourself in that universe. Or even like Doki Doki Literature Club. It's another game that just came out recently and you can play that on the Switch as well. Yeah, I mean, I intend on playing some of that sort of stuff. Uh, I did play... When I first started earning trophies, I wasn't doing it like... I didn't even really look at the leaderboards or anything. And I did remember platinum and fully reading Virtue's Last Reward. Um, but... Uh, and I did really like that one. Mm. Yeah. I, I think you're... I know I know you've been a little bit lost or whatever for the last year and, and figuring out your own path, which is is awesome. And it's been... It's been really encouraging to see that you've come back and you're still finding enjoyment in your games because, you know, no judgment, almost every other player I know that's been high up that quit has never come back and they've cut gaming out of their life completely because it was just too destructive in that they couldn't control both sides or whatever else. And, you know, they oh, weren't it's even a happy. Men- it's a mental, yeah. like, honestly, wreck. it is. Yeah, I but think, I, I, think this I think it's great is- you're you're moving through that. It's very good. Not to interrupt, CJ. I think this conversation is so amazing, and I would love someone to write a documentary about this. Like, seriously. I'd love, I was actually thinking about that. <laughs> I would love to sit and listen to you guys talk about what this has done to your psyche and your life and your ability to enjoy a ho- something that started as a hobby and then became an obsession. Actually, I was planning on a YouTube series of that. Um, how, how did you guess? Um, <laughs> It was one of the couple of YouTube series I was thinking of making. I honestly, I would, I would watch that. I would. I think it'd be an amazing podcast just to get people to come on and talk about like their experience being a trophy collector or an achievement hunter. And like, well, I actually have several of those already. Um, but that was that was more of um, like a I called it why we hunt. Um, and I was trying to interview people to figure out why people earn trophies and stuff. I, mean, um, so- I was going to reboot that uh into more of a why we game and try to get more of a that's a really great idea i i broader I, audience i honestly think it's 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 insane that we've been going this long on this show and daryl i don't even know if you want to do a topic of the show or if you just want to keep like kind of talking about this at this point like this is so such an amazing conversation we're having with you unknown and it's really really great to hear your story and how you got so burnt out from something that you found such like, and like scientifically, like we get a dopamine kick every time we get a trophy and that's what brings us back. It's oh, that. I, I was not anymore. Like it was, <laughs> it was just basically get, get the trophy onto the next one. 
And it was to the point where I had the opposite feeling because I would look up every day, bring up uh, PSM profiles, and I would hope that there was no new lists that were uh, like under an hour and 10 stacks of this garbage uh, game. So I, I was just going to say, I think it's interesting, Joe, it's particularly interesting with unknown because, and you'll probably laugh at this unknown. I did at the time, but I can definitely see it now. This Australian, you know, high rank player before or whatever. And he's very, you know, he had, runs his own business, successful, you know, very successful business, very successful family life and everything else. And I remember him when he was getting out, he'd send me a message every day and go, oh yes, I didn't look at PSN profiles today. This is yeah. a win, you know? I and I was like, yeah. And, you know, people that don't, you know, and the funny thing, Joe, is like, it's a really fine line, I think, because you don't realize maybe that it's taking over your gaming until it's happened. And then it's, you know, I can see like, you know, as you say, unknown, there's just no fun in it at all. And that's usually where people stop and they stop completely. It's rare for, you know, people that have done a lot of hardcore gaming, you know, when they go out, they usually go out and they're like, they're maybe embarrassed or they feel bad about themselves or what they've done with their time, their life. They don't, they don't talk about it or if they talk about it, they'll talk about it privately one-on-one, but they would never feel comfortable about talking about it out aloud. And, you know, it's an interesting, I mean, it's a cautionary tale for sure. I think I'm sure you'd agree unknown, but the more interesting part about it is not that it happened to you because it happens to you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of gamers are in this position, but the more interesting part is that you're, you're sort of moving through it, I think, and you can, you can still find enjoyment in games. And I know that sounds crazy, but for a lot of well, these people. I'm, I'm also trying to re, like I said, rediscover gaming essentially. Um, and it's because, I mean, I, I can understand too. Is like, I part of it is like, this feels like meaningless now. Um, but like, why am I playing this when I could do something like, I don't know earn a master's degree or something like that. Or, I mean, at a point uh, in time, it felt super productive to me to climb the leaderboards and earn these trophies as fast as possible. Most of the time, I was not enjoying it um, because of all of the time pressure, really. And um, uh, actually, this was another another YouTube series I was thinking of of creating, like, the uh, downsides of trophies and the benefits of trophies as well. But I mean, they do have their benefits, but after quitting too, and then um, hearing about people that were in the same spot that I was um, in regards to uh, climbing leaderboards and stuff, they truly sounded addicted. And like, I I could see it then, but I could also understand because there was a point where that was fun for me. So if it's fun for them still, um, by all means, they should they should do it. But um, well, I, I shouldn't say it by all means, don't blow all your money and waste all your time uh, earning trophies. Um, but it also seems like it uh, to me, it's a lot of uh, marketing and trying to keep you too tied to the system. Um, Oh, your trophies are going to c- carry over to from PS4 to PS5. So don't go and buy an Xbox or Xbox doing the same thing. Um, and then as you 
are I'm sure well aware these uh developers are trying to make a quick buck by hacking on a trophy list that takes you two seconds to to do so I want to jump in on this, and uh, I agree, Joe. I think that we've got a good conversation going, and we'll just kind of ride with it. Um, but one of the things that, and I, I am CJ and unknown. I am obviously by no means anywhere near where you guys are at in the amount of trophies. But like, it definitely, even on a smaller scale, really does affect the way I pick and play games. And it's and there's been times where it's worse than it is now, but it's like. I have a hard time if like playing a game that I'm not accumulating trophies or achievements, like it is still difficult for me to play the switch because there is no meta. Like there is no, there's no, I'm not getting that little dopamine rush. I'm not getting that little checking those boxes on. I, I, I just added to my score, you know, and even, you know, going a step farther into picking up a, a new game, you know, it's just like, oh, I could start that or I could play this game. I'm, I'm going through my seventh playthrough of Resident Evil 8 right now. I'm, a, I'm having a blast. But it's like, here I am on my seventh playthrough. I'm like, I could be doing something else, I guess. Yeah, I, to- I totally felt that. Um, playing just, I mean, I like 2D platformers and stuff, but I, it just, I don't know. After. There was no trophies list uh, attached to it and things. Uh, first few months, especially. I mean, not so much with Hades, because Hades was kind of... There was in-game stuff to, to work on um, unlocking. And a lot of the games, I think, do do that. Um, not so much Nintendo ones, but where... There's certain in-game, I guess you could say, kind of checklists, um, like collect all the items, uh, fill out this uh, curio cabinet, level all, level them up, uh, and whatnot. But um, I don't know how to state this. I I know what I'm thinking, but I'm having trouble putting it in words. I just um, throw it out there, man. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's kind of more like you have to choose how how you want to play the game and have your own goals in it, um, and then then do that uh, if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. I always felt like playing a Nintendo game to me, the completionist was just getting a hundred percent on like the save file or whatever was deemed getting everything in the game. I know for Breath of the Wild, that's a very daunting task. And I've had, I have friends who have all 900 Korok seeds. I have friends who have upgraded every item in the game, but they love the game. And I feel like that's like the difference between like trophy collectors and like completionists. Like, I don't know if you're familiar, unknown, with like Gerard Khalil. He's the completionist on YouTube and he completes a game every week. Like, he 100% yeah. a game every week. And that's what he does. And the guy's the guy's insane. And I've met him in person. I've had conversations with him. And the one like when we would talk on like candidly on Facebook Messenger, we would talk about Hyrule Warriors because we were both playing it together or both playing at the same time. And he would tell me about how that game took so much out of him because it was a thousand hour grind. 
And he's like, I don't know if I can ever play a game like this again on the show because it's just it just took so much out of him. And I see what the guy looks like now compared to what he looked like 10 years ago. He's put on a lot of weight and he looks a lot older. He's aged himself <laughs> considerably by by having to put this task on him where he completes a game every single week. And I can't wait till he like hangs it up in the end. And then he has candid conversations about how this affected his life and what it did to him and his, and his health and his oh, mental well-being. Oh man, I could go so far. I mean, I'm sure I could relate to him so much too. Um, it, it really impacted my life. Um, uh, I mean, I won't go into like everything, but it just, oh man, because there's, there was a time pressure and there was like, cause that, that was the thing about the leaderboard stuff. You couldn't take a break. I mean, there was a time where, um, this was quite, this was a little earlier on. Um, so was this the world leaderboards? Yeah. So like you were battling out with like Hakum and people like that? Yeah. Oh, well, man. the other thing That's... too is when you realize that you're battling it out and it's not even a fair fight. Um, because that's the thing a lot of people don't realize also is the majority of the top people are not one person. They're no, it's it's a house. Yeah, it's a house. Um, they all live together and they game twenty four seven. So it's yeah. I want to I want to ask something here just to shift the conversation slightly and it's uh, I, I look I think this is amusing now whatever you know so I'm not having a go at anyone maybe myself most I suppose but we were spitballing names for this Xbox show and one of the guys put in like stupidly obviously but it made me think a lot and I don't know, and I think you appreciate this because it's very true in the PlayStation community he said why don't we name the show how long till we stop talking to each other and I thought that's wonderful because that happens a lot in the leaderboard community uh, or whatever else. And it, and I know, I know over the the last year I've probably pissed you off a bit, and you've definitely pissed me off at times as well in the the things that you've put out or whatever else. But in the back of my mind was like, you know, I really enjoy talking to you or whatever else, and I respect, I respect your you know journey and what you're doing and stuff like that. But it, it got me to think about how many people I no longer speak to in the trophy community, not by choice yeah often because they didn't want to anymore or you know exactly. they, they didn't feel confident about it and i wanted did you want to talk a little to that because a lot of people you know you do a show or someone comes on you know you did your your trophy talks as well and you know it's all you know it's like best of friends and stuff and then away from that it's not that case at all like it can yeah. get very nasty after i left hmm. um after i left trophies actually I mean, I was battling trying to quit for seriously like three years before I actually quit. Um, and everyone, um, it's kind of unfortunate. Well, it still kind of bugs me a little bit, but everyone was like encouraging me. Oh, yeah, you should quit if it's if not fun or anything. And um, oh, yeah, these these games are stupid. And um, oh, we're we're going to still be friends with you and stuff like that. And then I left. And then what happens? Uh, they're not friends with me anymore. I like I just don't talk to them. Um, and also, they still continue to play all of the the trash. Um, so <laughs> there's very few that I that I still um, that I still talk to. But um, trophies also too would change people because they would 
if I had like a, a conversation with someone away from trophies, it would be awesome. And then when trophies got, if it was something trophy related, they'd be super serious or um, super mean to somebody else. Um, I'm not saying this is like all the time, but in my experience with dealing with um, like even some of the people on the top of the leaderboard, um, and it actually it kind of affected me too. It made me a very negative person at times, um, as I'm sure CJ knows from some of the stuff I would tweet and things of that I'm nature. Sure, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> some of the rants I would go on. <laughs> and, and that was another reason I quit. It it was making me a negative person, and I really don't like being a negative person. That's so totally not me. And I felt bad about it, and it. It would be like after I would log off or something, I, w- I would be like, oh, man, that probably came across absolutely terribly. Um, and CJ used, used to watch me stream, too. I, I, mm-hmm. I hear I was pretty negative uh, <laughs> during those streams uh, when I was trying to quit. One of the things, like, I, I don't know where we are in this conversation, so Daryl Bowman, step in whenever. But one of the things, and, you know, this is a tough one to talk about, but I think think you'd be happy to open to i definitely am is that there's a lot of unhappiness in gamers in and i know this is a very difficult area to tread or whatever in in it spills over from their life and you know it comes into maybe low self-esteem or whatever else and they really see themselves behind maybe a greater version of themselves behind their tag or whatever else and 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 whatever else you know the lack of confidence perhaps and things like this and there is so much under inherent negativity i suppose already in the hobby that I've always thought, and it's something that I see in you too, that it's really important that the people that can rise above that and put out positivity. And there are a lot of those people, but unfortunately not anywhere near as many as, as you know, there are gamers. Yeah. They, they really have almost a duty. And I know that's not fair, but in a way to, to create some sort of positivity because you don't know who's listening. You don't know their life situation. And, you know, like there's always things in our lives going on as well, but, at the end of the day, there are, you know, some people that are really struggling with different things. And there are a lot of them in, in this community, unfortunately. And I don't know, that's how I've always seen. I, and I, again, I think this is why, you know, you're heading in this direction, which I think is wonderful. And I know you're, you're not sure what you're trying to do. And Well, all- that's actually kind of uh, one of the directions I was trying to head, uh, share my story a little bit and teach people the lessons I've, I've learned through this. Um, and yeah, spread spread some positivity um, as opposed to uh, negative stuff. And um, and and as you were saying before, how the the gamer tag and stuff kind of defines defines you. I uh, I, I definitely felt that way because I would feel like, hey, you know what? I'm number three in the world, and like even now, there there's moments where. I'll just be out in some public place that has tons of people. And this goes along with, I guess, some of the PTSD sort of stuff. I just think, man, there's so many people in the world. And I was number three at something. Why did I quit? I, maybe I shouldn't have. Well, that, that actually brings <laughs> me where I want to take this conversation, because I kind of want to know what, what are the benefits of climbing the leaderboards? Like it's a rat race and people devote their lives to it. But it's like, what is the, 
you know, what is the benefit for, for someone to devote that kind of time and money and energy uh, into it? Um, well, I think, uh, I mean, I guess I didn't really have too much else going on in my life. My life kind of wasn't the, the greatest of situations. And then that was something where it was like I could focus my attention on and, um, uh, I don't know, strive for, I guess. Um, and then, I mean, I didn't make like, I didn't get like a ton of money from doing it or anything like that. Now, granted, I didn't like push YouTube videos or anything like that really hard. Now, people, I'm assuming like, uh, I mean, now more people stream and stuff, but I don't know how many actually watch, like, the majority of people playing a bunch of just trash games for, for trophies. So, I mean, I guess I made a little bit streaming, but we're talking, like, $100 every four months or something like that. So, um, uh, so, so I guess my, so I guess it was really strictly just you were in it for the, I don't want to say the thrill of the competition because it sounds like it was driving you mad, but I mean the actual, just the strive to stay up top. Well, once you get up top, then it's a completely different uh, situation where it was fun to climb it. And then at the top, you're kind of just, you can't really go really anywhere um, super fast. Cause I remember I did have a lot of fun. Um, Back in the day, would be like, "Oh, I just gotta get a couple more trophies and I can go up a rank." But then at the top, it's just more of, "All right, well now I gotta play this because the person below me is gonna play this, and then they're gonna pass me, and uh, if I don't play it because it's only a half hour, and I gotta do it eight times because." They're going to do it eight times and it just, and then uh, you had to do it so fast too, because there was a time pressure. Um, and as we were discussing before, when it's multiple people doing it, it's not even as big of a deal uh, for them because they only got to do it like one of the eight times, if if any, or, or whatnot. But um so yeah, I, th I think that was part of it too. Was at a point it was just maintaining it, and there wasn't any fun in climbing leaderboards because I wasn't climbing. Because at the top, it was like many levels uh, would separate people. So yeah, well, so so what? Um, what is the? I'm trying to think about the best way to frame this financially. That is a huge investment. So, like, if you were to estimate what it would take monetarily for a year to to really move up, like, what are we looking at, you know, I'm saying investment-wise to to even participate in being in the top 10? At this point, well, I don't know if I, how much I should go into this, but I'll, not very much money if you have a lot of connections and and know the right people. Um, cause I mean, most of the people up there, I mean, I actually did a, um, 
I had another YouTube series about this, about truths from the top, um, unfair advantages and, and things like that that people up there have. Um, and one of them is a lot of people just, I mean, feel free to cut this out if, if you want, but a lot of people like game share and stuff. Um, and yeah, that's a pretty common, yeah, pretty so, common consensus with a lot um, of stuff. I mean, there's just multiple groups of people just just doing that. Um, there's entire websites dedicated to like setting up, you know, game share. I don't want to say like programs, but you know, almost like uh, there's a there's a word I'm looking for. But they, like, um, what what is it when everybody goes and kind of buys the cow together and you portion it up? Like a uh, same thing with with vegetative like co- cooperative or something. Yeah, like a co-op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what. I, yeah. I, I think I think though that that's like a two prong question. Like, and I know I know I said this before, but if you started now, you can't catch up. There's no way. Right. Absolutely. Um, I, and it's even if you had all the money in the world in your one person, you just wouldn't have the time. Uh, you know, because the the reality is, you can play all these short games now, but it's still not going to be enough points to catch up because these people at the top played are playing them and they played games before. So right. you've got to do those. So you can't you can't catch them. That that's that's reality. Uh, unless you start on the PS5 and just focus on that. But to give you an idea, like you know, and I'm happy to say, like I you know predominantly buy almost all my games or whatever. And for the four years or so moving up, I spend about twenty thousand a year Australian dollars on PlayStation games, and that's what it costs. That's what it costs me to get from where I am to which was nothing to number two in Australia. So that and that's not um that's not uh that's not the most by any means from some people. Uh, once you buy visual novels and things like that, it's quite common. And when you own no games to start with, and you're outside of all the groups. Uh, which I was when I first started because I didn't know any of the, the high-level players, that's about what it costs. Then the problem, though, Daryl, <laughs> becomes that you keep buying games, not for trophies, but because you want the games. So <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a crossover, you know. And, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I, I think that's – I think realistically, if you're, if you're trying to do it by yourself and you're buying up games, you, you could spend easily 20000 a year. And I've heard you say that before. And we, you know, it's, I kind of wanted to uh, give the opportunity to put that information out there. Not so much with that, like, Hey, CJ, tell them what you said, you know, but it's, it's one of those things to where like people, this, this is like a legit thing, you know, like people are desperately trying to climb those ladders mm-hmm. and play those stacks and, and, you know, and do all that stuff. And it, it is, it's a, it's an investment, you know, I mean, you really got to, you know, time and money. Um, And I, and I've heard lots of different people talk about the, you know, there's, there's certain, gamer tags that are teams and you know and, and things like that but like uh it to me it's very interesting because like i am so low on the totem pole and like i know my place you know what i'm saying like i'll never i'll never get up there uh i don't i'll i won't even break I, i've been kind of teetering with top thousand in you know in the u.s you know and i i just it's it's just too money and time it's just it's so much but it fascinates me to see these people who not only got there, but then have to fight to stay there, uh, like Unknown said. And I, I follow that uh, Stallion, the the guy, the first guy who reached a million gamer score mm. on uh, Xbox. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like guys like him who like got there and then went like had their wedding and or their their wedding and went on their honeymoon and then lost their position. You know, yeah, I I mean that's I didn't want to go anywhere like. On vacations or anything like that because i couldn't 
uh, I had to keep up with the uh, keep up with things. Um, and that's that sounds really sad, but um, yeah, it was like I I didn't want to hang out with anyone else because I was I too hyper focused on this thing. So it's great. But you get, but you got to think about it too. Like uh, from a justifying position, like when you invest that much time and money into something like it's to me, it's understandable. Like you want to protect your investment, you know, like I really wish. And cause I've heard Hakum talk to you and some of these guys and, uh, and really this is where I do believe Microsoft leans in and really does focus and build their community is you get, you've got these, these top in the leaderboards and Sony almost pays them no attention at all. Whereas you got this guy, uh, Stallion, who who broke the first million gamer score, has Xbox Live for life, you know, gets featured and talked about by Microsoft. And they, you know, he 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 has a very successful, you know, YouTube stream setup, you know, in business or whatever. And he gets to be his, he used to be Stallion, you know, and do his thing. And it seems like he's doing very well for himself. And it's one of those things that as I got, that's kind of how I, let me back up. So I am friends with the guys from the trophy horse. And at the time that I discovered the trophy horse, there was nothing else like it. Or at least that I was aware of. There were no other trophy focused podcasts. There were no other like groups of people that I was aware of that were really talking about trophies and, you know, things like that. That's where I learned you could auto pop, you know what I'm saying, trophies that you already completed one list and get the other. That's where I learned that there were such things as stacks and stuff like that. You know, and those were the only people and that and then I CJ comes on and he he's a guest on the Trophy Wars once. And then you guys by the you know, by the time I heard you know CJ on there, you were on your second episode of your podcast, Push to Platt it wasn't until then that I really understood that there was a, such a huge community of people, you know, clawing and fighting for these leaderboards. And that the, I had barely scratched the surface on what was even available trophy hunting wise. And I came from the Xbox and I thought at the time, my 70,000 gamer score was pretty hot until I've discovered that there was somebody out there with a million you know, and then there's this, all these layers of this stuff. And it, for me, it wasn't, I never, I was already too far behind the eight ball to ever make it, you know, to any notable position on the leaderboard. But I would sit back and listen to you guys talk and listen to other guys talk and, and so just glean things from them. And I'm like, well, I really enjoy getting trophies and achievements. So I'm just going to get some of this cheap stuff, play some games that I enjoy and just kind of keep having on my way. And then we kind of built our, tangentially to all this stuff. And even before, you know, the, the, even before hearing about CJ and, you know, push to plat, you know, we had our podcast and it was very trophy and achievement heavy when we started, just because that's what we were into. Um, and that's what I was into and, you know, really leaned into that stuff, but it, it blew my mind how deep this rabbit hole really goes. And I was just completely oblivious to, you know, everything that was out there. And, you know, realistically what it takes to maintain that, you know, if you don't have just a small group of people that you're just kind of competing against, it's almost pointless to do it outside of just, you know, checking those boxes and completing it for fun, which I mean, who does that anymore? 
The only thing I'd say to that, though, this is, I wonder, where perhaps we differ unknown. I don't know if you see this or not, but although I heard you make this comment the other day in your, your video, which I thought was interesting, is that I understand what you're saying, Daryl, but I think there comes a point where you're actually just competing and playing against yourself which is, you know, what the games are supposed to be. And the irony thing is that I'm a single-player gamer, and so I know Unknown is as well. He very rarely plays multiplayer stuff. So for for two predominantly single-player gamers to be in any way worried about basically a multiplayer thing, which is a leaderboard, is a bizarre construct. (laughs) And, you know, once you acquire, you know, like we've got more between us, and I'm sure Unknown's the same, we've got more games than we'll ever play in our life. We're just not going to live long enough, you know, to unfortunately get there uh, or whatever else. But it's not it's not so much about that anymore. Like I couldn't care less the number on the thing, but I'm not going to stop earning platinums and I'm not trying to entice you back here in any way. I know, but I'm not going to stop because, you know, I enjoy it or whatever else, but on the same token, I'm not going to, you know, play Tales of Bazaria three times to earn the platinum. I'll play it once. That's enough. So there's so many varying degrees of it. And I think you need to be careful because I'm sure there's people in your audience too, that are like, Oh my God, they just play games for trophies. They don't care at all about the game and that's not true either it's just there's so many different segments of it but i think the danger is that the longer you play the more susceptible you are to fall into that that hole where it's just lists as unknown was saying that's yeah i mean i was having a lot more fun with trophies um when i was super low ranked i didn't care about the leaderboard and i just wanted to fill out the trophy list and and stuff and that was a lot more enjoyable. And then slowly it was just progressing to, because um, I mean, I wouldn't, I initially when I first started, I did start a few years late. Um, I didn't start like day one when trophies got announced. Um, so I, I just figured, oh man, I'm so far away. There, there's no point. But then, I don't know, I guess it just slowly developed to, all right, let's get them as fast as possible. And then that developed into visual novels. And um, before I know it, I was trying to do as, as much as quickly as possible. And so my question to you is how many like serious players were there back in the, in the, in the day, like serious people in the leaderboards you had to watch out for. Like when it, when, you, when it first started becoming like a hot thing. I don't know when it first became a hot thing, though, because I wasn't really in the leaderboard scene. I was just doing it for, like, I'd say from the years, like, 2011 to 20, maybe 13 or so, I was just, like, I, I didn't even know anybody I, up, up until, um, even when the PS4 came out, um, I was still essentially a lone wolf. And I, mean, I, I did. No, go ahead. I I did um, go on some forums and find people to do a few multiplayer trophies with me. Other than that, um, I how competitive I is it? it for for what the top of the leaderboard? Yes, how competitive does it get between the people at the top? Well, a better question is how many hours a day were you spending unknown to to stay up there? That's a good question too, CJ. Um, there was a point where I was playing probably like eight hours a day on average. Um, not so much in the last few years, because actually that was kind of, um, it was easier to maintain, uh, last few years. And I only had to devote, 
a couple hours. Um, but at the same time, I also had a full-time job at that point. Because when I was able to play eight hours a day, I mean, I was in college and, and things. Um, so I had a lot more time. Um, but other than that, it was probably three hours in the end. Which doesn't sound like much, but when you put that to every day on top of uh, your job, uh, and it's like even if you're tired, you still gotta still gotta earn the trophies. And yeah, well, essentially, it becomes your second job. <laughs> yeah, and a job you don't get paid to do, unless you're uh, apparently an Xbox player. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see. I know, and I can see now what's going to happen is there's people. Well, there's two things that will happen because gamers are wonderful at uh, you know, you know, denying things in their own own thing. And so there'll be there'll be a group of people listening, going, "Wow, that's really fucked up. I'm nothing like that." And you're probably a lot closer closer to <laughs> that what, than you realize. Person right listening, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then you're probably way closer than you realize uh, to that. But then the other the other flip side is there's probably people like, "Whoa, shit! I better not touch my PlayStation again. I, I could go down that road." But there are many positives to it as well. I don't, I don't know if you feel that unknown because we, we focus on the negatives, but there are, there are a ton of positives. Like, you know, you can meet, there are some really wonderful people at the top, you know, unknown as well, but, uh, you know, content creators and, and things as well. There are many that are not, but there are, there are, you know, there are many. And one of the biggest advantages of it, and I don't know, this is something that I grate my teeth with, is whenever you listen to an IGN podcast, whenever you listen to any podcast, there's a good chance you've already played that game or you've played enough to have an opinion about it. And you start to realize that it's difficult to listen to people talk because your knowledge of games is so wide as well. And that's, I think that's, it's not a negative at all. I think it's a wonderful thing because, yes, you play maybe you know, 30 or 40 dreadful games that you would never have touched. But within those 30 or 40, you might find one that you really, really like that you would never have touched. And it doesn't have to be AAA. It could have been a 10-minute thing or an hour thing, five hours. It doesn't matter the length. It's well, just the exposure you get. The the thing, though, too, is, um, and this happened to me, my opinion of a good game is so skewed. Like, and um, I got this interviewing people, too, where, not even just interviewed, but people would say, "Oh, I had fun with that. That uh, that Radalika game. That was that." And then it'd be like, "Did you really have fun with it? Did you find it really fun, or was it just because fun for the ten minutes you needed to play it, and it wasn't abysmal?" You know. So, uh, I mean, I would find, I guess, some of them "quote unquote" fun. Are more fun than others, um, but I don't know. It just it really skewed my perception of what a what a good game was. I like to look at it like this: you play a whole bunch of ten minute trash games, then you put in something of real quality and substance, and you're like, "Wow, this is a masterpiece." <laughs> but just yeah, but the problem the problem is that <laughs> that I was finding um, trying to do that was. I had to get all that other stuff done. It was like a daily chore. All right, well, I have to get all that other stuff done so that I can play this game that I really want to play. I just don't have the time for it. And, yeah. I can totally see where that would just ruin the whole the whole hobby for you. I mean, I can see it. 
Well, the other thing too was um, was keeping the hundred percent, and that was that tacked on. Not only did I have to look at the trophy list to see what was easy, and to see what was like going to be super time consuming or and whatnot, um, but I also had to make sure all the trophies were achievable. I had to not play certain games because I knew DLC would come. And who knows what that DLC was going to entail. Maybe it was a thousand hour multiplayer grind, which I don't want to do. And so there there was that aspect. And then there was also the, oh, shoot, I started this game. It's really terrible. I earned a trophy. I have to finish it now. I, I've got to ask you this before we wrap up Unknown. I'd be remiss if I didn't, because I find this hilarious, but... I don't want to trigger you here, although this potentially is a triggering question, but your profile is wonderful now because there's a certain number of unknown trophies. I won't say the number because it may trigger you, but it's from games. No, I know. There's like, there's there's multiple games. That was the thing too. Just absolutely dumbest games would get DLC. That's, that's what I would ask because some of them, it's wonderful because I can see like there's games like two years old now that got DLC recently, like this bizarre stuff happening. But one of the funny things that I see, and it cracks me up every time, and I'm general opinions, of course, here from everyone, but people yeah, that hot. get on, go on there and they're like, why does this game have DLC? I don't want any more DLC. It's like two years later, it's free DLC. Like, don't give me any more content. And I, I just, because I'm not a completionist, obviously, but I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like, they're, they're giving you free shit. You know, you don't have to partake in it. Well, I suppose OCD, you have to. But, you know, I find that amusing. Now that you're sort of outside of it, can you see the funny side of that yet or not? I I, I see the side of it's good that, oh, that was the other thing too. Um, I would have to purchase the DLC so that I could get the trophies, even if I didn't want to play the DLC. At least now, if a game gets DLC uh, that I'm playing, it's like, well, I I don't really care enough to go back to the game. It, I, but but I would have to, even if it was fifty dollars for a one minute DLC or something, um, like some really dumb thing you had to do with it. And there'd be games like Minecraft. Just come oh out gosh, with, those are the worst. It would just come out with DLC trophies like every couple months yep. at a point. Still doing it too. They've, they've really started like a second. There's like 15 DLCs for that game. But but this is what I find hilarious. Like, you know, Minecraft, so people enjoying the game. Oh, it's, a, it's a free content pack or whatever because they're all free, those updates. And so you're yeah. getting more game and you're playing. And I have a friend or Sarah who loves that game. Like he spent thousands of hours built worlds. He's got trophy well, but he just plays the game for the game too. And he walks people through. He loves showing people the game, all this sort of stuff. And I'll never forget, he, he was on with Akum, um, you know, last year we were talking or whatever on an episode. And before we started, and Akum was like, this game will never fucking end. They just keep Keep bringing these fucking, and it was the same thing you're saying, unknown. He just couldn't deal with the fact that he just kept <laughs> dropping these trophies. And you know, Sarah loves this game, and I'm like, I don't carry the way. And it was just, he was so passionate about this free content, not you know, stopping. And I mean, you know, when you're outside that loop of it, you, it's it is, it's amusing. I think it's amusing. Oh, I experienced that too with um, yeah. with some Minecraft people. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect example. That game. Yeah. It is, and and the truth, and, and it's so cool because like my my kids and my nephew, they are so deep into Minecraft, man, and and I've platinumed it three times. I've done the PS3, the PS4, and the 
PS Vita versions, and I did them as a way. I did I did them. I just played the game with my kids, and then I was like, "There's no story." So our story became the adventure to get the trophies, which turned into the, one of the most amazing gaming experiences I've ever had. Like it was just my kids and I had so much fun doing this. And then, you know, we spent hundreds of hours on Xbox playing. That's where we initially started. And then we started over, you know, on the PlayStation. And then from there, I, I played on the Vita by myself. You know, I was like, I, I had gotten to where I quite enjoyed it. And I uh, would I created a world that had like a lot of the grinding stuff that I didn't enjoy done or at least set up so I could do it. And I transferred that world over to the Vita, knocked it out, and then just enjoyed the game. And Minecraft's one of those things to where I'm pretty far removed from it now. And it's kind of like it's 15th DLC pack. And then my nephew will come over and my kids are like doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I just, I can't. And so, there's so many new enemies and some of them, I don't even know how to beat at this point. So I'd have to spend another 30 hours, you know, like setting up whatever I need to actually compete, you know, actually fight the bosses and stuff. And I'm like, ah, Nope, those are just not going to be done. I'm just not doing those trophies. I think we might have to... Ho- I know you can use achievement worlds and all that garbage where you don't even know what's going oh, on, yeah. but I might have to hook you up with this dude because he'll actually tell you what's going on so you actually know what you're doing and stuff. It's it's cool if you need yeah, certain awesome. things. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, I can, I can totally see how that one would just wreck a completionist. Because <laughs> if you didn't... That's just like you have to relive that whole thing every time. Every couple of months where they drop some new stuff. So, Well, let, um, I, th- I think we're winding up, but I want to, I want to, let's throw out something fun. I know you and I, and everybody on this panel has played a lot of shit games in the past. I've got to ask you while I have this opportunity, what is the, and I'm not, we're not shitting on developers. They made shitty games if they, if they get named here. What, um, what is the worst thing you've played for trophies? <laughs> uh... I've got a good one. <laughs> I, I don't even know. There's so much. <laughs> a smattering, if you prefer. <laughs> Whatever comes to mind. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll put one out in case you steal it from me. The Hajwala, or however you say that. The, the Hajwala Arab Drift, Arab. yeah. That was something special. <laughs> that was bad. Road Bustle was, was pretty oh. bad. Um, I would, I would say, though, I, I think I'm going to go a different route. Yeah. And the worst thing I played um, was actually Vita versions that were not, like, five minutes. Just because they brand so terribly on the Vita. Yeah. And it was like I, I had to finish it, but it was, like, virtually unplayable. Like, Frozen Synapse Prime. Um, was pretty bad. Uh, Disney Infinity three on Vita. <laughs> it was it was a it was you had to play the game in constant lag, and it wasn't even like a, a split second. It was like a noticeable two second lag between your movement. Like uh, oh, it was that was really bad. Um, I, I got one for you. Um, it was that Orc Slayer. Oh, that was rough. Gosh, that game yeah. was so bad. <laughs> Did you play it that? It wasn't as bad as some of the other stuff I played. Let me oh tell you. Oh my gosh. Well, see, I haven't gone quite down that rabbit hole. Like, but man, that game is so bad. Like, I was 
like so insanely frustrated trying to finish that one. And most of the time, if I get frustrated, like my motto is gaming is supposed to be fun. If I'm not having fun, I'm not doing it. So for the most part, I'm pretty good at sticking to that. Every now and again, they'll have this one game that I'm like, this should not be this frustrating. And I'll, I'll, I'll stick to it and then just be so aggravated. And a couple of the Rattalaika games have gotten me that way. I actually just deleted the um, I and Me, that little cat yeah. um, puzzler they had. Like, the game is just terrible. <laughs> like, I, don't, like, I just not. It is so far from fun that I got aggravated with it and I deleted it. But, yeah, that, that, that Orc Slayer was one that I just noticed how extremely frustrated I was, especially because... Again, like I said at the beginning of the show, I always find a way to make a game more complicated than it's supposed to be. And this was supposed to be one that everyone was doing in like half an hour. I'm over here like three hours deep, like still struggling. And I'm like, man, this is this is not worth it. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Tanner, my opinion of you has changed if you played that game, sir. I'm shocked. I haven't played it. I watched Daryl play it. My God, I I gave him crap that night too. I was like, "Dude, why are you playing that?" Well, uh, Daryl, not to add or not to make things worse for you, but I actually played it twice. (laughs) It it has it has a stack, so um, maybe you need to get on that stack. No, 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 no. do it, Daryl. Do it. I actually just started dabbling in stacks. Uh, I'm not a. I'm not a. That okay. So um, before we go. I've actually had some hard and fast rules for um, trivia hunting and stacks was like for the longest time. Once I found out stacks existed, I was like, no, I'm never doing that. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I may or may not have like 15 like European stacks now, but like at the time I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And then uh, the visual novels, I was not going to do visual novels and I've done one or two. But for the most part, I stay away from visual novels. The, the whole concept of playing through them, like with a path and then setting save points and reloading the save points, I, I just I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy the process of it. Then and, and the trophy pop is not. It doesn't doesn't. It's just not quite enough for me. So I can understand. Yeah. Now I now, now I do stack. Okay. You know, like, uh, I, I guess I should clarify for the longest time, region stacks were against. I wasn't, I wasn't a big region stack. Now I'll do some region stacks, but the, um, I would stack a game like I would play like a PS3, PS4, PS Vita version of a game in a heartbeat. And I would, you know, if I really enjoy a game, I, I'll play the Xbox version, I'll play the PlayStation version, I'll play the PC version, you know, like. There's some games that I look forward to revisiting and re-getting trophies and achievements for just because I really enjoy the game. And I'm really bad about like once I platinum 100% a game or get all the trophies that I feel like those are the ones I want. I don't want to do the grindy stuff that's going to make the game unfun. Then I'll I tend to just I'll look for another version of it just so that I can play it again. Um, Which, you know, it's it, it is a problem. It's not as bad as it could be, I guess, but that doesn't excuse the fact that sometimes I let trophies and achievements dictate whether or not I play at all and, of course, what I play. Well, you're in good company, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, like, we did a trophy war for a month, and it ruined two of our, our hosts. 
Like mm. it ruined Frosty's his desire to even see a trophy. Like a month of like pushing through and playing stuff that like that's not fun just for the sake of scoring. And like Tanner, Tanner, ever since that trophy war, Tanner has not been about the trophies. Yeah, I mean, you're just not playing games at that point. You're just playing trophy lists, essentially. Yeah, yep, that's exactly what it is. So, but it hasn't broken me yet. Although. I don't know. It sounds like you're slowly uh, sinking into that rabbit hole there. Well, I, I, I've, I've tried I'm to. Gonna, I've, I'm not going to do this. Couple couple <laughs> months later, oh, I guess there were a few stacks that it took oh, me a yeah, one or two VNs. I'm not gonna try meth. Okay, okay. So <laughs> this is what got me to break my rule on the on the uh, stacks on the region stacks. Slide. Oh jeez, I couldn't get that in the in. I couldn't get it uh, in the North American store, so I was like, because I already platinum right? the, they took it off. Well, right? I, well, no, I guess it will, I don't know. Originally, there was that thousand, um, one thousand top rated. Yeah, one thousand. Then they rated. took it down because um, the developer was advertising oh a super fast plat, and then they just put like the exact same game on there, um, but they didn't advertise it. But now that's like yeah. a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, it's a separate just, market. It's insane how in like a few years that's turned into its own like market. Yeah. So, I, so I want to capitalize on that too. Like I've actually downloaded unity and I've kind of dabbled with some of the tutorials. Cause I had this idea on a game that was solely about just pimping my music and popping easy trophies and achievements. So I, white boys with attitude. Essentially, yes, yes. And then when CJ had them on his show, I was like, holy crap, these guys actually did what I want to do, but way better than I ever could, so I quit. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that game because, it, well, back to that 1,000 top rated, but that lasted less than a day on the EU store, I think, you know, a matter of hours before it was pulled or something like this. And I'll, I'll never forget, at that time, I was playing a lot with uh, a, a UK gamer and a an American gamer, and almost every night, this is years ago, we were in a party chat or something playing, and I saw it that day on the store and I picked it up. And and then later in the day it was gone. And the messaging, this is it shows you the mind, I suppose. But she's oh, who got the game? Who got the game? It's been delisted, it's been delisted. And you know, everyone got it because it was like 50 cents or something in the group. Yeah. Gotta get this game. And now the funny, and I'm sure no one can attest to this, the funny thing is, I still to this day occasionally get random messages from people. Do you have a thousand top rated? Could you do it for me? Or could you give me the account? Because everybody wants those really short games, but of course yes. they've been delisted, so nobody can get them anymore. And it's uh, it's hilarious. It's great to see that game still has a longevity. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of, I mean, it's somewhat similar, but I haven't played it on PlayStation in, in many months in their trophies. I will still get a random Discord message <laughs> saying, hey, do you sell trophies? Uh, can you can you do trophies for me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if I turn on my PS4 or whatever, I wonder how many messages I have that are just like random stuff like that. Dude, I've had people offer to pay me $10 to platinum some of these like really simple, easy games that don't even cost $10. Like, I'll give you a $10 PSN card if you platinum this for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy, so it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, if I was smart, I'd capitalize on it, but I just uh, I hadn't got that far yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, smart. yeah, dude. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, I don't want a part of that. I'm good. I've had people. Uh, I've, I've had people ask to uh, log into my account too because I got um, a thousand top rated as well. And there was one more game. I don't. I had someone um, when. Uh, uh, what was that game? I got a review code for Screen Cheat. Mm-hmm. And a, I don't know if one of the trophies was buggy or what, but I had people more than once reach out to me to get certain trophies on that game for them. So they bought their platinum, which I don't even have the platinum for the game. Um, But uh, I've, I've had a few of those happen too. So pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, many, actually, many uh, there there was um, one that's even, uh, I mean, it's not an issue now. There was uh, a Rocket League trophy. And so this this took things a step further. Instead of people asking um, to, uh, what was it? Oh, no, I guess now that I think about it, maybe it's, a, maybe it's sort of the same deal. But you had to give your account to people for this one um, item or something. Like if you played the game, with um with somebody like in co-op you could pop this one trophy because you couldn't trade items at that point mm-hmm. so people would be asking others accounts um so they could put it on their system and then play it in co-op so that they could earn the earn the item trophy and then after like six months they just enabled trading um of items so it was just like all right well anyone that waited now can just easily get it by trading somebody instead of having to give their account over yeah or beg for someone's account that has the <laughs> item but that that's opening a real cat of worms and i can say this because i don't have this trophy so i didn't obviously do this but daryl the the what you want to be in the community is not the person with the rare games you want to have that rare skill and i'm thinking of mr flappy goat i won't actually say his real name but he's known <laughs> yeah. as mr flappy goat now i don't have that trophy so i never use the flappy goat service but a lot of people i i know have and you would be surprised how much he charges to knock out that trophy he can do it like in 10 seconds flat he's a master but mr flappy oh, goat is well known terrible in the community <laughs> dude that is one of the that is such a hard trophy yeah like, such a frustratingly hard trophy well this guy can do it in share play he's a master with lag and everything he he definitely earns his money or so i'm told <laughs> yeah we had a guy who used to be on our podcast a while back and he would flap our goats for us while we were doing the show <laughs> and uh so we could all get the platinum so it was i would do the collectibles he would flap the goat and that was our deal <laughs> Working together, wonderful, awesome, awesome. Well, man, guys. I, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> flatly go one too many times, guys. I really appreciate it, Mister Unknown. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking with us about uh, your trophy PTSD. Um, I think we had a great conversation, and I really do encourage. I want to encourage you to put that information out there, man, because like it's just, it's it's really interesting, and it's one of those things to where like I see constantly like this struggle you know with people and like how you know like that internal desire to constantly chase the trophies and even go farther and going with the leaderboards and stuff and uh and just watching you and hearing you talk about breaking away from it and then just getting on the switch and and just being kind of like set free from (laughs) that 
Well, I mean, I am on this podcast talking about trophies, so apparently I can't break free completely. Oh, man, no, uh, you're a, this is a, this is like a recovery group kind of thing, you know, like AA or something. Yeah, good good way to think about it. Yes, I think it's awesome. But thank you for coming on. Uh, Joe, Tanner, CJ, thank you guys, man. This has been, this has been great, man. I really enjoyed it. Thank the good Lord that uh, Kali wasn't here tonight because she might would have just, just stroked out. (laughs) so much trophy talk she might would have just jumped off a building so uh yeah this is loot bros podcast thank you guys so much for uh for listening and checking it out uh you guys got anything else you want to add before we bounce anybody at all no not at all I just, I just like to, to echo and thank Unknown for coming on and talking. It was really, it was good to catch up, and it's great to, great to hear his opinion or whatever else. And I look, look forward to what he's, uh, what he's going to do in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, we kind of only scratched the surface, believe it or not, of, uh, of things I could talk about on this subject. So, well, you better we'll be careful. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, mess around, get stuck coming back. So. But yeah, man, like uh, it's been cool for me going coming full circle from listening to you guys start push to plat uh, to poaching CJ uh, for the show, and then now having you on, you know, as I listen to you start to, I guess I, li- I listened to what seemed like the beginning of you starting uh, to that journey of getting away from trophies. I mean, obviously, from what you said tonight, you had already kind of really been wanting to get away from it for some time, but it was cool, man, to hear. Here you guys start the show, what you guys were covering, and then see what you're saying tonight, man. That's pretty, that's full circle right there, man. It's pretty interesting. So as a fan, I, I really appreciate it. I, I thought it was cool. So with that said, hey, this is Loot Bros Podcast. We are out of here. Bye. See you, everybody. Check it later, guys.
divide the fight and always stand my ground. Right is right, wrong is wrong, there ain't no arguing that. Wasted time looking back, I was so blind to the facts. All the people that I passed, everything that I didn't do. So afraid of life, looking up through my rear view. I wasted so much time. I To be made to find your way back to the light that shines bright Day turns to night Pray to God to keep you safe You do your best out in the world To try to stay strong in your faith I believe that you were great Anyone can have a bad day Don't let it get you down When things ain't going your way Things change with just a blink of an eye One minute you're feeling low The next minute you're flying high Yeah, this life is a wild ride I'd rather fill a million times Versus never set my mind to anything And even try I'm not living just to die I'm living so I can thrive That will never be a day When I refuse to choose life Listen to me You were put in for a reason You should know this I've had darkness in my life I know what love is Run with so much Play